Welcome to Sports and Stogies. Now, introducing your hosts, Cameron Winklewitz and Austin Hayes. The long-aged, legendary war of fast food chicken sandwiches. Some of the most heated debates I've ever had. Gotta go with the McChicken. Really? That's a hot take, actually. Yeah, no, I'm Nobody, just kidding. Okay. I'm just I was kidding. about to almost... Okay. <laughs> yeah. We're going to vote you off the show. Because that was a flaming hot take. <laughs> that was horrible, man. No, I think it's got to be Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Just the sweetness that it has over everything else. Is... For me, it's unanimous. Not even close. I like other chicken sandwiches, but when you get that nice Chick-fil-A with that pickle now, in there, keep the in sweetness, mind, the bun. Oh, I also do no pickle. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do too. Okay. No pickle on mine. Different. I, I go Chick Fil A sandwich deluxe. No pickle. Ooh, the deluxe has that uh, spicy cheese on there, right? Spicy cheese Pepper and jack, bacon. Dude. That's huge. Yeah. That's a banger. Massive game changer, yeah. dude. Uh, I've never had the Popeye sandwich, so actually, me neither. So I can't attest to that. I've heard great things. Still to date, uh, the KFC sandwich is really good. I have not had that either. Um, the McCrispy is very good. Yeah. My favorite, which no longer is available, was the Wendy's Hot Honey Chicken Sandwich. Oh, dude. Phenomenal. I have not gotten that. Have you had their uh, their honey chicken biscuit? Eh. It's pretty good. I'm not, I'm not. I don't want Wendy's first thing in the morning, you know? Dude, I'll do their breakfast all day long, though. They do have French toast sticks. The, they are very good, dude. Oh, man. That's very tempting, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> and then also the Wendy's, uh, the Pretzel Bacon Pub Ooh. Chicken Sandwich. Dude, their pub fries. Phenomenal. Pub fries are also a huge hit. Yeah. yeah, but that's like, I feel like that's a different contest. It's getting too much at that point. Yeah. Just a basic, just a plain chicken, chicken sandwich. sandwich. Uh, I think you got to go Chick fil A. Popeyes could take the throne because I am a fan of the spicier. Does the Wendy's <clears throat> Asiago Ranch count? I feel like you got to go with the classic regular chick, crispy chicken, which again isn't bad. Quality, yeah. There's not a bad one on the list. That's the thing. I've had one bad one. Burger King's was pretty rough. So I haven't had Burger King's, what, what but I would imagine it's probably the worst. What what chicken sandwich? Just the original chicken sandwich? That was the Chiking, right? Yeah. yeah. No, the Chiking's are phenomenal. What the fuck are you Wait, talking no, about? Wait, no, not the Chiking. It was just a plain chicken sandwich. I think he had the original, which is like the KFC version of the McChicken. I do find it funny. As soon as but I said, as soon as I said yeah. Chiking, Shane's like, yes, yeah, exactly what I had. You're like, no, it's not the Chiking. He's like, oh, no, of course not. It was something else. I don't know what it's called, dude. It was a chicken sandwich from Burger King, dude. Was it long? Yeah. Like almost like a sub? It was like that. It yeah. was the same size as the chicken that's parm. That's the original one. chicken sandwich. Yeah. That's yeah. Their, their chicken the, parm thing they tried to do was just abysmal. It's very I'm bad. I'm sure it was. You an avid <clears throat> Burger Kinger? I've gone like $1. twice 69, this month. 10 yeah. dude. Twice this month? Twice this month? Yeah. That's more than I've been in the last three years. Well, it's dude, because fucking dude, 10 years. When you're door dashing, all right, it's really late. It's Burger King or McDonald's. Burger King's a lot closer and you're trying to go home. You dash? Yeah. He dashes. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. He yeah. just picked it back up. I did. What's your worst <clears throat> dashing experience? Probably Chipotle, dude, because someone always manages to come in and steal the order before I get there. Because Chipotle, we just talked about this. They have no like order control. They just have a no. shelf. Yeah. You can walk in and say, oh, yep, Mary, that's me. Exactly. I got three free bowls. I'll walk in there, and I'm like, all right, I'm here for Kyle. And they're like, should be out there. And I'm like, well, it's not. And they're like, well, you're going to have to wait 40 minutes for me to remake it. Ooh, yeah. That's rough. I went to Firehouse like last week, oh, and this dude. poor guy was sitting there. I was waiting for my sandwich to get made. What'd you get? Oh, I got to go brisket on white. 
Gotta go. The brisket and cheddar? Ah, phenomenal. Yeah, I like My the, favorite sandwich. They have a great meatball, too. They do. It's so tempting. If Firehouse I want them more often, so I mix good. it up. I go Firehouse over Penn Station. Absolutely. But anyway, this poor guy was sitting there, and I'm sitting there for probably 10, 15 minutes, and this guy was there when I got there. And he asked the lady, finally, he's like, hey, uh, is there an order for Kyle? He's like, she's like, uh, oh, yeah, that went out like half an hour ago. He's like, he just looks so crestfallen. I've never seen a sadder man in my life. He's dude, like, oh, okay, I guess I'll call the guy. I'm sorry. Dude, it's a rough feeling, dude. Like, the whole thing with DoorDash is like, you can make this much money and only be there, like, out for a couple hours. Yeah. But then you just throw 40 minutes away sitting in a chip, uh, Chipotle. Yep. Like, it's bad. Yeah, I dashed for a little bit once upon a time. Yeah? Yeah. I also didn't know how to do it, so I was just taking every single order. I ended up in Indiana. What? Jesus. Yeah, dude, how did that even happen? Yeah, it was insane. I was just <laughs> on a mission, dude. I just kept accepting. And when you accept from where you're at, it changes your location of where you deliver to. Yeah. So the more I accepted, the further out I got. And then I was like, wait. That's the Ohio border. So at a certain point, you're driving on 70 for like half an hour thinking, oh, wait, I'm in Indiana. Why am I still going here? Why am I not getting any orders, dude? Yeah, so no, I actually took a lot of back road to individual towns out there. So I had no idea where I was. <laughs> so you're in small town, Indiana, trying to dash. Yeah, even Somebody in Ohio, I didn't know where I was. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was a fun, fun experience. Uh, the first order I ever took, I was on 202. And uh, the it was the Burger King. And I went there and I I went through the drive thru and I was like, hey, I got a DoorDash for whoever. They said, oh, you got to pick that up inside. I said, okay, whatever. So I went inside and I was like, hey, I got to order for whoever. And they were like, oh, we don't we don't have that. <laughs> I was like, what, what do you mean you like, don't have it? What, what do you, yeah, what do you mean you don't have that? They're like, oh, we'll make it. Whatever. And I'm like, do you have the, like, do I need to tell you that, like, what's the, do you have it? Do I need to go back there myself and make it? <laughs> yeah, because, like, I don't pay for it. Like, you know that, right? <laughs> and they're like, no, we don't have the order at all. So I'm like, okay. So then I waited, and another order popped up. So I accepted it. It was the same order, same Burger King, same thing. Like, uh, what? Like, they got, like, it's like Burger King canceled their order. And I was, I didn't cancel it, I guess. I don't know. I was stuck on it. And then I accepted it again. Same thing. See, dude, something something about when you go through the drive-thru and they're like, oh, you have to come inside. I'm like, why can't you just give it to me through the window? <laughs> Do you have to like, like I'm already me? here. Like, You're already here. Just walk 10 feet away and grab that bag. Exactly. I can see it. There's like three cars behind me, dude. I'm not backing up. And you're just wasting my time by making me go forward. So like, what what are we doing here? What's the point? Have you guys ever worked like fast food? Hell no. No, I Thank worked God, at Texas Roadhouse. Different experience, but still probably uh, I pretty did wild. salads and appetizers. That was your only thing? Yeah. Not the worst gig in the world. Uh, pretty tough. Probably, though. What's, the, uh, what's their blooming onion thing called, though? Uh, uh, that's impossible. Wait, that's thought... a, probably a huge pain in the ass, right? Yeah, so the... Because uh... you got to like, like pedal it out, oh, what right? What do they call it? It's like a blossom? Onion blossom, yeah. yeah. Cactus blossom. That's it. That makes sense. But uh, no, you have to, they have a, so you put it in the cutter and it cuts it and opens it up, but then you have to bread it, like spreading it out. And when you go to put it in the fryer, you have to spin it, but not too much. So it flays enough. That way it fries all the way down. Hmm. Yeah, that sucked. But no, they, they did terrible at scheduling. So I worked Valentine's Day by myself and appetizers and salads. 
How'd that go? Long shift right there. Uh, I left early. I would have too. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Also, if you're taking your wife to and Valentine's Day to dinner at Roadhouse, everyone orders a salad with their steak. Of course, yeah. So, yeah, it was a, it was a. You're mess. doing 150 at a time. Yeah, non-stop. there was. Yeah, and my the kitchen manager would count the croutons because technically you're only supposed to put five. That's outrageous. Yeah, so he would like send one back to me before it goes out. He's like, "That's too many." remake it what a stickler like, dude what douche. the fuck dude why didn't he just take the croutons out going right <laughs> i did back. i took one out and put it back on the thing okay <laughs> <laughs> like five for your salad three for me out the door pick yeah, exactly. up for 69 right here and the cool thing was though salad like you can make yourself a salad like you know they don't charge employees for salad so I would make the largest caesar salad known to man oh, i can imagine i'd take one of the big boxes and fill it up completely extra just, caesar absolutely demolish plenty of croutons yeah no i will say yours. yeah no no fiber limit if you, if you were ordering a caesar salad when i was working there you're welcome you hooked it up because every salad was extra caesar whether you liked it or not Dude, part of me almost wants to go get like a one day shift at chipotle just so i can be the guy that gets the portions right oh, dude i feel like that'd be so miserable because though. they always skimp you out you know you get double meat and you get like half meat if i don't know dude they got the guy on bechtel always hooks me up yeah yeah like, my shit's always filled to the top. It looks like I just went to Mongolian Grill. I'll say, honestly, this might be sexist. But when I do go into Chipotle, I'll wait to make sure I get the dude working. Because you can give that guy a nod. And he knows this dude's hungry. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. Double meat. You got it, buddy. I don't recommend just giving random nods to women working at Chipotle. <sighs> Probably wouldn't work. No. But they don't understand. You get a dude. He's like, oh, dude, I've been where you're at. You want some protein. I'm actually on my one-day shift right now because I know exactly where you're at. Hell yeah, brother. I've been waiting for this. I just go obnoxious <laughs> on it, dude. I want a bowl of just meat. And give me like a little sprinkle of cheese, and we're good. Austin's one-day at Chipotle is going to put that location out of business. Uh, sir, it's 11 o'clock, and you're out of chicken. Uh, I don't know, dude. You should probably get more of that, then. <laughs> uh, you guys should be cooking it up. Yeah. I don't know. Better, better grill up some more. <laughs> well, on that note... Go ahead and pull up that chair. Pour up that drink. And light that cigar. Because it's time for episode 51 of Sports and Stogies Camp. We are one week away from the one-year extravaganza. AMA. Drunken escapade. Drunken blackout escapade. episode. I don't black out, dude. Uh, you might this time. He's a pro. I don't think so, because at a point, we have to dial it back. If we're too inebriated, because we still have to finish the show. You don't though, because you're so good at being drunk and being on mic. You like you never slurred your words. I know you repeat yourself a lot. God, dude. But overall, you were a very I'm a very professional drunk. I don't. Think I am when I'm intoxicated. I am almost. It's not much of a difference. No, you just become even more pronounced than you usually are. But then, then the second you hop off the mic, all we heard was <laughs> screaming. <laughs> Violently screaming. I vomit, dude. But hey, during the show, consummate pro. Exactly. See, you have experience with this. I'll go crazy in the beginning, be obviously intoxicated, and then by the time I've had like three times as much as I started with, I'm fine. Second wind. Yeah. yeah. You get a, like a rebound. Yeah, I'll keep you. I've got a couple rules already. I think two for Cam, one for Shane. I'll definitely keep you on track. Because it's going to be at least a three-hour show. Yeah. I think the last one was like four. Uh, it was close, a little bit yeah. long, but we want to shoot for two and a half for three. Keep Shane on track to be still entertaining. 
But I, of course, keep on sending in your suggestions for drinking rules, all your uh, AMA questions. I've got a handful already. Keep those I know coming in. You said you want to drink less, so for every yeah, I think every three drinks you guys do, I'll do. One. I'll sip okay. on a rum and coke throughout the show. Okay, I'll be buzzing, but still in charge. Cool. And as far as what are we drinking? Yeah, what That's are we up to you guys? I know last time me and Cam did straight bottle pulls of whiskey. I don't know what Shane's preferred drink of choice is. I'll, I'll go for a bottle pull of whiskey. That works for me. I get a nice cheap bottle of turkey or Evan Williams 100. Oh, we can rock that new riff. I think that's too good for a drinking app. Yeah. Uh, After like seven or eight, we're just going to not taste it. Anymore. I would say, honestly, just get a cheap bottle of whiskey. Maybe a, you know something to chase it with. You guys like a bottle of Coke or whatever. Yeah. And just pull from there. All right. Dude, I'm excited. I know last time I think I had a couple beers and was <clears> down in <throat> bottle pools. Yeah, that's the whole time. about what I had, yeah. Yeah. Either way, again, keep on sending those questions in. Um, Shane, where can they find us on social media? You can find us at Sports and Stogies on everything. That is YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, uh, X. Is it, it, it is still Why X. Why do you say that like a question? Yes, you know it is now. X. Yeah. Because, dude, I... I I feel like it's, it's been like a change. month, dude. I'm not used to it still. It's been Twitter the entire time I've been alive. Until now. Until now. Uh, did I forget? Oh, r slash sports and stogies on Reddit. And sports and stogies on all of your podcast What is it? platforms? Yeah, platforms. Yeah. Wherever you guys prefer your audio. <clears throat> and of uh, course, with links to the show in our episode promotional posts that go out on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, Cam, what are you smoking on today? I have the Cavalier Geneve White Series. Can never go wrong. It looks so good. Beautiful gold leaf that you just smoke right through. I don't know how the hell they do that, but it's such a satisfying smoke. It is, 100%. Um, any other info on that stick? Uh, it is a wrapper. The wrapper is Habano. The binder is Connecticut. The filler is Habano. And the country of origin is Honduras. Interesting. Good mix there. And I'm about through the first third. Getting a lot of like sweet hay. Uh, some wood and a slight citrusy note on the back of the tongue here. Definitely a very interesting complex stick so far. And again, just so satisfying. Yeah. When you get down to that nice little gold diamond. Beautifully made cigar, as expected. They have to be, of course. Uh, beautiful burn, beautiful wrapper. I mean, it's... How was the draw so far? Draw is close to perfect. And our last week was kind of a down note as far as draw was concerned. It was concerned. a little tight. This is, I'm getting a lot of good smoke production, getting a good, really good draw here. As for me, I have the Grand Habano... Capitulo number one, the twentieth anniversary stick from Gran Habano. It's a six by fifty-four, a Nicaraguan Rosado wrapper, and then Nick binder and a Nicaraguan, Colombian, and Peruvian, Peruvian fillers. I believe it's aged for a certain amount of time in cognac barrels after it's been rolled, um, but beautifully made, nice dark brown Maduro wrapper, great, fucking even burn so far. Good draw, not great, but nothing too worrisome. That burns almost perfect. Basically, as, yeah, as good as you can yeah. get. And then uh, flavor-wise, pretty strong, actually. Some cedar, some espresso, 
some cinnamon, and then definitely that kind of alcohol cognac influence yeah. on the back end, which typically I don't love the like a barrel age stuff. It's kind of gimmicky. This is actually very good. Got it from Tip Top for like 13 bucks. If you guys see one out there, I definitely recommend. And then pairing that up with a very special bottle, shout out to our boy TB for this generous opportunity to try the one and only Black Steel Reserve Bourbon. Cam, go ahead and tell us about that. So Black Steel Bourbon is, I'll read you what the label says. Black Steel is a bourbon born in Kentucky, raised by wild-blooded masters of the craft, an absurdly smooth, beautifully ridiculous bourbon that balances true whiskey tradition with eccentric innovation. Black Steel is distilled in the heart of bourbon country, aged in barrels held in one of the world's most respective rickhouses and exclusively released in small batches. It's a delectable, body-trembling profile that whispers in your ear, we belong together. Body-trembling. Crack the seal, take it for a ride. You've finally found the untraditional, traditional bourbon you've been searching for. Bottled and distilled by the Black Spirit, Black Steel Spirit Company in Bardstown, Kentucky. Do you know who the main proprietor of that company is? I know I do, but I don't know if our listeners do. A man that that stands for everything we love and believe in. Violence, speed, and momentum. A two-time. A two-time NBA Jam World Champion, 1993 and 94. Back-to-back. Back-to-back. A bourbon connoisseur himself. The one and only back-to-back, Mr. Dr. Disrespect. Incredible to get our hands on this. I don't really watch a lot of streaming, but I do love Doc's persona. I know he's actually a whiskey guy. And a lot of the celebrity stuff I'm typically weary of because he's usually also it's gimmicky. A true sports fanatic. Absolutely. He's had a lot of like I know he uh, introduced the Niners pick like last yeah. year. He's all, a he lot goes, of Laker he games. Goes courtside to the Warriors, first of all. Correction. Yeah. He goes courtside to Warriors at least a handful of times a year. Uh big big sports guy. Also Great golfer. Is he really? I believe it. Yeah. I haven't seen the videos. And he played he's ball a, in college, right? I believe so. He was like 6'8". Yeah. He is still, yeah, yeah. he is 6'8", yeah. actively. Yeah. Not, <laughs> maybe shrink a little bit when you get older. You never know. Dude, that's pretty good. No, but he's definitely a very entertaining guy. Uh, definitely one of my favorite streamers. The first guy I ever subscribed to with the actual $5 a month That's a solid first one, actually. And back then, it was before his scandal... And he had the Slick Daddy Club. Oh. And I was like, I need to be a Slick Daddy, dude. I was a Slick Daddy for three days before he got shut down. <laughs> oh, like right <laughs> before his, that. Yeah, right before his Damn. scandal. Now it's the Champions Club. It is, which is also just as cool. Yeah, his his dude. whole persona and everything he's invented around it is just phenomenal. The, uh, the Slick Daddy Club was back when he played like H1Z1, wasn't it? I know. Dude, yeah, I remember that. PUBG yeah. is what it was, yeah. When I when I subbed, but yeah, legend, legend of the game. Uh, the f- profile says sweet toasted oak with hints of citrus and vanilla on the nose, warm baking spice and caramel with a lingering finish. That definitely got heavy vanilla on the nose. It's yeah, a hundred was... proof, which again tells me a lot because he's actually a whiskey guy. Most of the celebrity things go for the bare minimum, eighty proof, just to sell and make money. This is legit. 
It, I believe he paired with the first ever woman master distiller. I forget her name, but this is like a legit. He's invested in it. It's actually his own company, which I I didn't. I figured it would be sourced. Yeah, bottled but it's and distilled. distilled from his company. Getting heavy vanilla on the nose. I'm getting heavy caramel on the uh, flavor. With the yeah. I, I definitely get the slight titri- slight citrus, but the caramel is definitely prominent. God, that's actually really, really phenomenal. Good. Yeah. Definitely heavy caramel, some baking spices. A little bit of cinnamon. Could be from my cigar, though. But overall, very well balanced. Good mouthfeel. Good long finish. Yeah. I'm still getting a slight linger here. This might be the best celebrity bottle I've ever had. Better including than... Including the Blackened. Better than Blackened. Which I love. Honestly, I love the Blackened. This is on par. Wow. This this could this is like up there for like I feel like bourbon in general. Yeah, overall, man. Just from that one sip, I mean, obviously you have to see how it opens up and all that stuff. This is fresh crack, brand new bottle. TB gave us the bottle, said we want you to crack it on the show. So this is a fresh crack, uh, fresh batch number two, uh, which I believe there has only been two batches released so far. Really, and they only do small batch, so. God, I'm really impressed by that, honestly. Bottle number 6,392. I think out of 10K, maybe 15K, but overall still very small batch. I would definitely, if I saw that on a shelf, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. I might try to get me a bottle of batch three. Yeah, I don't know what uh, the price is for this. Of course, it's probably tough to get. He has so many fans. Yeah. But come batch three, I'll definitely put a little, uh, little investment in that. And, and again, I wonder, great, great label, great design. Batch to batch has to be different, too. Uh, it is. I know last batch was 90 proof and a different flavor profile, and then he really perfected it this time. So well done, Doc. If he can recreate that every time, he'll have a he'll have a big hit here. Hey, give me a full cash rate next time. Give me a 125 proof. I think you stay at 100 for a while. Very appealing. Again, I like the higher proof stuff. I would drink this all day, every day. A beautiful bottle, beautiful seal. Uh, beautiful cork. Uh, you can tell there was actual care and yes. thought put into this, not just a cash grab. That is because it is his actual company. And we will have a close-up on the bottle on the Instagram and Facebook for you guys as well. Once again, that is a Black Steel Bourbon. Another great name, too. Definitely. It reeks of violent speed and momentum. And once again, TB, thank you so much for the opportunity to give this a shot. You are the man. Very well done. And it is very good. I know you're not yourself much of a bourbon guy. Uh, this might convert you. But this might do the trick, my friend. Even though on the rocks, probably still great. Yeah. But just the overall neat room temperature not super experience. Hot. Fantastic. And for 100 very proof, smooth. Yeah, not very hot at all. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm jealous. I, I, I am too. I would be. I am jealous. Now, let's jump into a couple of fan questions here. We got two. As always, send those through any of our channels, but ideally through our Gmail account at Sports and Stogies. Or directly to us, which these two both came to. Either way, they'll get on the show nonetheless. Starting off with, what is your actual realistic expectations for the New York Jets Uh, this season? This is from none other than Evan Keaton, an ACE certified personal trainer. Uh, He'll be mentioned later on (laughs) in the show, I'm sure. Actual expectations for the Jets. So the problem is their division. 
maybe the best in football. Even the Pats, as a fourth place, should be fourth place finisher, is easily a nine and eight kind of team. They're going to compete. But you bring in a rod. So realistically, they have the best defense in the division. The only defense that can be on par is probably the Bills if they stay healthy. Uh, the Bills with a healthy defense probably win the division. But the Jets could sneak up there. I mean, two is a wild card, although from what I've seen, he has learned how to roll and not just go straight to the ground. They worked on it a lot. And he you love to see it, in all honesty. But realistically, anything other than the playoffs is a disappointment. They gave up a lot, paid a lot of money for Aaron Rodgers. I agree. I think at the very least, a wild card spot is expected. If not a division title. And wild card, they should meet that expectation. Yeah, I see no reason why they shouldn't go at least like 11-6. and six. Correct. Which in the stacked AFC is very is good. saying a lot, yeah. but it's a solid record. And we it, it'll be one game between the top and the three in that division. And you should see the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets all in the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to be a great division race. Realistically, you should see all three in the playoffs. Again, barring injury, I don't see why A-Rod wouldn't return to Maybe not quite the MVP level he was two and three years ago. Shane, could you sip that any louder? You are literally being so obnoxious. <laughs> I'm really not trying to be. I think it's because the mic's like in a different spot than when it usually is. And you probably can't hear yourself, but yeah, Jesus, I can. my friend, dude, I, I'll, relax. I'll relax on it. It's hot in here, dude. <laughs> oh, that's, that's actually really funny. <laughs> I forget what I was even saying now. But yeah, with, with your reigning offensive and defensive rookie of the year, the new highest-paid tackle in Quinn Williams. You bring in Cobb. Bring in Lazard. I think Robert Sala is a quality head coach. Love their DC just based on hard knocks. Yeah, anything less than at least a wild card is a disappointment. Yeah, I agree with that. And that, that's where I set my expectations. Wild card. Now, following up the next question, kind of personal for you, Ken. None other than... From Balin. Big Savage. A loyal listener. Maybe our biggest listener, actually. Begging for more more, more merch. I I hear that. So he'll wear and drink out of whatever we put out there. But his question is, if the Browns have a losing season, should Stefanski be fired? I'll take it one step further and say, if the Browns even have a winning season but miss the playoffs... Should Stefanski be fired? So if they miss the playoffs and have a winning season, no. Because of how competitive the AFC is, you're probably going to have to have 12 wins to get in the playoffs. I'd say minimum 11. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You got a somewhat of a regime change as far as the defense goes, so that cannot be used against him now. Um, yeah, no more Joe Woods defense. I think it determines uh, what the determining factor will be is the play calling. If he is still the main play caller and he continues to run the offense how he has for the last four years, three years, whatever, 
then it might be time to consider it because what he's doing isn't ideal. Last year was a lot better because they actually utilized Chubb. But in the last five, six games, Chubb was virtually useless because he was not utilized at all. So I don't know what that was all about. Um, But there's no excuse. You have the talent on offense and defense. You have the wideouts. You have the running back. You have the quarterback. You have the linebackers. You have the defensive line. You got the corners. You got the safeties. There's no excuse anymore. So he might be on a hot seat. Yeah, I think he is already. Because you assume you have to at least split with your division rivals. At least. Which he has done pretty well in our division. Overall, yeah. Which is nice. I, think, I haven't seen your guys' schedule overall. I have not uh, looked into that in depth. But yeah, I think making the playoffs, you got to go at least 12-5. and five. Ideally win your first round game. Hopefully work out the Watson-Chubb situation there where apparently Chubb's useless with Watson and they don't get along uh, and they can't work that. That's a that's a joke, right? Yeah, that that cannot be true. That cannot carry His over. His utilization went down when Watson was on the field, but you're also having Watson coming off of two years or a full season of not playing football. And, I mean, you're going to have chemistry issues in those first six games ever. Should be worked out should be taken care of, should be a f- pretty fire-powered offense here. I guess we'll find out for sure come week one against the Bengals in your garage. Facts. Stokies and bourbon in hand. Grill fired up. Smoker fired up. Shane probably hammered. Uh, absolutely hammered, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, as far as NFL goes, where do you want to start here? Got to talk big news. Jonathan Taylor. Officially approved. Permission to trade. To look for a trade. Uh, what's the price and who's calling for it? So my thought is he will not be traded. Because I think the Colts know, I think they've already kind of tested the market behind closed doors. They know what teams are and aren't willing to pay. And they also know what JT thinks his worth is. I don't think he's going to get that from the Colts or anybody else. In a trade, his worth is up to the owner or Correct. GM. Yeah, whoever, whoever wants to pay for a still a top five running back. So, There's going to be a lot of draft compensation and then that contract. Uh, NFL execs are saying nothing more than a day two pick. I know the Colts want a lot more than that. They have to, right? Which is why I think it's a smart move for them because now they put the ball in JT's court. You can't really blame the Colts now because they said you can go get traded. Yes, they're still being dipshits by not paying him, but there's a lot less blame on Ursay now. To say, hey, we tried, and nobody wanted you, so come back and play for us for a, even a Saquon-type contract. Yeah. I think uh, the Dolphins send a couple offers. I have heard that. They've got Mostert, Wilson, a chain. Who's now injured. Uh, they can easily get rid of all those guys. You can literally trade all three. I mean, yeah, for JT in a heartbeat. You can literally trade all three and... Even if you get rid of your first-round pick, what do you need? Yeah, they've got almost every hole filled. Right now, your hole is running back. So, I mean, assuming Tua stays healthy all year, I will say your hole is running back. If Tua 
goes down with 17 concussions again, your hole is now quarterback and running back. That's a very big hole. So, yeah, I mean, their defense is solid. Jalen Ramsey got hurt, but he'll be back eventually. Uh, other than that, the front five is pretty solid overall. Uh, the middle of their field on defense is pretty solid. Safeties are decent. Offense is extremely high-powered and would just be much more high-powered if they had Jonathan Taylor. So you can get rid of all your running backs and probably you can get rid of Jeff, say Jeff Wilson and day one, day two pick. I guarantee you they don't even counter. Yeah, the Colts know what they're going to get. And I think their bet now is we know better than JT and his agent do. So if Miami comes calling with a and even if you even go, a day two pick, even if you go day day one, just go throw a six rounder in there without too. a doubt. Yeah, might as well go day one. Jeff Wilson and a six rounder. Now they're taking that all day. Man, now you're scary. They're I mean, they're scary as it is with the Waddle Tyreek Tua combo. You throw a top tier running back in that backfield. Which has been good, even with three mediocre guys the past yeah. couple of years. Man, you throw JT back there. Division's already tough as it is. That just makes it that much more intriguing. Moving on to uh, a very odd situation with Jimmy Graham over this week. Uh, I guess he was found wandering in traffic and then responded violently towards the police that came. Saints say he had a seizure. And yeah, I heard of course, that. I know after a seizure, Shane, you can probably speak more on this than I can. Uh, you kind of, you know, lose where you're at. You kind of forget what you're what you're doing. Yeah, it's called a postictal state. So basically, like during a seizure, your brain's so scrambled that when you wake up, uh, some people will be like really violent. Some people will just kind of like stare off. Uh, it really depends on the person. Well, he did both. He did. He did do both. Um, to my knowledge, there's no tests that have come back yet as far as if he was under the influence of anything. But the Saints and their medical team officially say he had a seizure, and that was the cause of this very bizarre incident. Yeah, episode, I guess. Episode, probably a, a better word. Um, if that was the case, he's definitely not going to play this year, right? I can't imagine he gets medically cleared after having a seizure as a, still, in, maybe not NFL terms, but overall a young man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an odd one. Jane, your medical expertise, would you uh, permit Jimmy Graham to play post-seizure? I mean, depending on what caused it, because there's a lot of things that can cause seizures. Like, you know, he's a young man, and we know that drug use in the NFL is not uncommon. It's usually a pretty common thing in, like, avid Coke users that they'll have seizures. So, Not uh, throwing any accusations out there. Not throwing any accusations. I'm just saying that as long as it's not, like, a, uh, a medical condition... And it's not something that will happen when he's on the field. You're saying it's a one-off? If it's a one-off, I think you can play. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why you're not a doctor. Not what yet. What do you mean? That's why you're not a doctor? Yeah. I'd say that was pretty good medical advice. If you're not having seizures all the time, I don't see why you can't go back to your job. Totally agree. Because it could be a new thing. Oh, or, or it could be a one-off. Or it could be a new thing. Mm, I don't believe it. That's Get that man back on the field. That's why you're not a doctor. <clears throat> not yet. But still the highest medical expert on this show. Allegedly. I do I've, my, I've I read do some my, WebMD. I do my, my research. Watch some YouTube. Probably just as much time in class 
as in class time he has. I've done research. Uh, Shut I'd, up. Uh, I'd be willing to take a bet against that. Yeah, I, I read too. scholarly articles, dude. I read encyclopedias, dude. I straight up read journals. Oh, I wow. write journals. You probably read some of mine. You guys are really cool, man. We try. What do you read? Textbooks? Yeah. What do you think those are made of? Scholarly articles, dude. They're I'm made- reading the same stuff, and I didn't have to pay for it. Who's smarter? Shane, I just actually I just made money when you bought my textbook. Really? That's correct, sir. Dude, fun fact: my fire textbook free. That's not what we're talking about. Well, they had to buy it though. Yeah, they and did. They bought it for me. We're not talking about fire. That has nothing to do with being a doctor. I also uh, have expertise in fire, though. I'm kind of yeah. You sets a lot of them. <laughs> kind of a dual threat. <laughs> uh, before we get any further in NFL, I think it is actually Trivia Tuesday. Shane. It is. <laughs> All right. So for NFL. Your question is, who has the most interceptions all time? Ooh. Oh, I just saw this list relatively recently. My gut reaction says, I don't think it's right. I'm going to go Ed Reed. Nope. He's he, going to be top five, though, right? No, he's top ten, though. Damn it. Cameron? That's so weird, actually. I never called him Cameron. Yeah, why'd you do that? I don't, he's I being don't a know. host right now, official. Yeah. Answer the question, buddy. <sighs> My gut says Revis, but I don't think he got picks like that. I think he was more of just a lockdown defender. Oh, man. I think he's an old-timer. It's got to be. What about Ty Law? No. I'm going to go Ronnie Lott. Nope. Son of a bitch. We're getting to the the hint phase. Uh, He was... Pretty active in the 70s. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, definitely 60s, 70s. Yeah. Before quarterbacks were so accurate and the passing game was so perfected. Mid-60s to very late 70s. Son of a bitch. That's not Night Train then. No, It was like 80s, 90s. And again, like Revis, I don't think he was targeted like that. Oh, man. Household name? uh, If you play a lot of Madden, he usually has a pretty good card. Doesn't help me at all. Doesn't help me either. My NFL history, not as good as my MLB history. So he's got to be a Legends card. Yeah. 70s. Usually he comes out around Thanksgiving. Oh, he's one of the Thanksgiving cards. So does that mean he's a Cowboy, formerly known as the Redskins, Lion? Those teams typically play on Thanksgiving. I don't know how the Madden does that kind of thing. No, but usually like the same three players will all come out around Black Friday. Like Thanksgiving Black Friday promos. So he's black is what you're saying. No. Whoa, that's a good hint. A white cornerback yeah. in the 60s yeah. and 70s. When was the last time you saw one of those? It's been a while. I mean, since I retired, pretty much. Ah, uh, man, I've, I'm about out of ideas here. I don't even know if I can have a guess. Are you guys Are you guys giving up, dude? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in the towel, Shane. Cam. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta spill up one more, right? Yeah, and I will say that it's not night, night train lane, but you were way off on when he played. He was in the eighties, right? Fifties and sixties. Oh my god, wow! Was earlier yeah. than I thought, actually. Yeah, you're, is he top? They came 10? up with a nickname like Night he's, Train uh, in the fifties. They did. That's he's, kick ass. He's number four. Uh, give us, give us three and two as well. Three and two is Emlyn Tunnel and Rod Woodson. Big Rod, Rod. Inland Tunnel. <laughs> Definitely played back in the 50s. That is not played, a name, dude. He played in 48 through 61. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I, I don't even – I can't even muster up a name. 
I know I know when you tell me who it is, I'm gonna be mad though. You're gonna be really mad. It's Paul Krause. I have no idea who that is. Never would have really? guessed. <laughs> no. Nope. Dude, he no always idea. has a really good card in Madden. Yeah, uh, I don't I'm gonna play guess Madden career like interceptions like sixty one. Eighty one. Eighty one. God damn. Imagine yeah. still targeting that guy. And then after his seventh career even, pick. Even more impressive because they were only throwing the ball like ten times a game back, back then. Back then, yeah. If Rod would have played for a couple more years, he probably could have broke it. He was at seventy one. And I believe Rod was a safety too, right? Yeah. So yeah, less uh opportunities overall what's the second question Shane second question we gotta redeem ourselves here Cameron is who has can we not do that what call me by my full name you know how long it's been since I've heard that fun fact Cam's middle name Austin Cameron Austin Vinklovich could be the Austin and Austin show nah nobody wants to hear that in that case which Austin would be first who has the most pass attempts in one game Oh, good Lord. I'm going to go. Man, for some reason, the first name that came to mind. I'm actually going to say that for my next pick. I'm going to go Big Ben. Nope. I feel like it's recent. Breeze. No. I'm going to go Big Dick Nick Foles. No. Way older than Foles. Mid-90s. Man, mid-90s. Oh, it's gotta be, gotta be Favre. No, really. That's three strikes for you, bud. That's yeah. a fact. You've got one more. Oh man, mid nineties. I was confident on that one too. I figured it'd definitely be you Brent. Nah. Throwing eighty-five times a game. Mid nineties. Oh, November thirteenth. Shit, I've got to guess. I'm thinking Montana. But is that not mid nineties? Uh, I don't think he threw that much either. I wouldn't go there. I had to if Jerry Rice is the best receiver of all time. Well, he played for thirty years. A lot of that with Montana. I've got a guess in mind, but of course I'm already on my third Who do you and got? final. Who strike. do you think? Well, I can't say it now until yeah, you, you make your last guess. We can collaborate. I don't think we can. It's We're against, a team. It's against the rules. You just said we redeem ourselves, and now you want to be a solo. Fair point, but it's. I think it's wrong anyway. Honestly. I was thinking Kurt Warner with the greatest show on turf. No. Ooh. That's not it, but I will not count that as your guess. Okay, well, I didn't guess it. Okay. I didn't even say his name. Okay. So you can't count that as my guess. Are you going to guess someone, dude? Or are we going to sit here arguing? Oh, man. Who else, was, uh, who else was there in the 90s? I think you need to stop thinking so much superstar. So I'm just supposed to know an average quarterback from the 90s? He was around for a while. Into the 2000s? I believe so. Let me double check. <sighs> I have no idea. I mean, I went over four. It's a golden uh, sombrero right there. Yeah, he played until 06. Wow. That was his second year. Drafted. 93. 93. Could it be Immaculate Grid Legend? <laughs> Vinny Testaverde. He's second place. Son of a what? bitch. <laughs> Big Dick Vinny. Oh, man. Vinny Testaverde in second place. Uh, what's the number, Shane? 70. Holy moly. And it's because the game went into overtime. Oh, well, that, that'll help. Yeah, yeah that yeah. had 75, 75 pass attempts. Uh, well known guy? Uh, well known for one specific reason. 
I mean, uh, throwing seventy pass attempts in one game. No, it's it's actually not for that. But you know, most did, people, did he uh, you get into some off field issues or? No, uh, someone pretty pretty big ball put him on the bench. Oh, that's that's got it. I got it. I got it. I think I definitely got it now. Somebody pretty big ball. Yeah, they have maybe some. the goat took over this guy's job. The goat could have taken over his job. Oh, I have no idea who that guy. Give me is. Drew Bledsoe. It is Drew Bledsoe. Holy shit! Drew Bledsoe Most pass attempts of all time. Good job, buddy. <laughs> nice. Put him there on your third strike cam. Wonderful. Hell of a question. Yeah, that's that's quality. <clears throat> Seventy times. Was that before Bill got there? Uh, Had to have been. There's yeah. no way Bill's Bill swinging was, the rock uh, 70 times. You still, yeah, Bill still was Cleveland. coaching the Browns in yeah. the 98, 99, I if, think. If you don't count games that went into OT, Vinny did have it at 69. Whew, nice. <laughs> so that means Drew Bledsoe <laughs> threw one pass attempt in overtime. Well done, Shane. Good research there. We gotta, thank you. We thank gotta, you. We've got to study up, Cam. We can't be going over on our own show. Well, he's just bringing up... Random stats, dude. It's uh, the best sh- way to do we trivia. We should know random stats, though. We're not random stat guys. Uh, we can be. Like, do you really need to know a lot about Drew Bledsoe? Uh, I think I do. I think I need to know more, actually. Yeah. Moving back to NFL news, we've got a big signing in Baltimore. They get a new defensive end. Jadavion Clowney. Uh, I'll be honest, it seems like anyone they sign on their defensive line always plays good. So he should be decent. Already a good defensive line. So any amount of time, any amount of snaps he gets, they're going to be good. He's going to be productive. He was productive last year in Cleveland. Got a lot of pass rushes. Um, did his job on the other Questions side of Questions about his work ethic, I guess, while he was in Cleveland at least? Uh, maybe for Cleveland, but not anywhere else. Uh, he was very vocal about being unhappy there. Yeah, I also I don't think Harbaugh would take any pushback from a guy who's not really giving his all. Yeah, no. I see you're burning through that gold leaf right about now. Yeah. Ah, it's so fantastic. Does it affect the flavor at all? Um, not that I've noticed. I feel like it shouldn't probably. But uh, it does take a while. It kind of makes your burn uneven for a second when it's right at the tip of it, and then it all comes back down. And then it burns down into the ash as you smoke through. Stays gold. God, just can't beat it. We'll, we'll go ahead and take a picture of that too while you're at it. Uh, if you guys see one of these, uh, only probably not even 15 bucks a stick. Just absolutely fantastic. Um, some quick injury notes during the preseason. Both Jackson Smith and Jigba and Scary Terry McLaurin down with some injuries, but shouldn't miss that much time. Uh, Scary Terry's out with turf toe, and Jackson Smith and Jigba broke his wrist. Is having surgery, but expected to be back for week one, which, which is, I find crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Especially as a wideout, where a wrist is a pretty big part of your game. Yeah, like one of the biggest. You're going to go out, have surgery, and come back in less than two weeks now, give or take? Yeah, that can't be real. Um, Any... Hesitation now if you were to draft one of those two guys? Does that affect um, your, your draft stock there in either either direction? Uh no. They're not really what Terry's probably Terry's going the highest out of the two in what round four or five? Yeah, still yeah, mid four. So I like him there still. Turf toe could be lingering, but 
I'm not too worried about it. He's no Michael Thomas. I know that. And Sam Howell looks like he's going to be pretty good. So I'm still pretty big on uh, our boy Scary Terry. Uh, love me some Jahan Dotson as well in the very late rounds. Yeah, definitely a quality wideout too. Uh, one scary moment during the week two, I guess, of the preseason in the Pats and Packers game. There was a injury, I think, in the fourth quarter, relatively late, uh, to Pat's cornerback Isaiah Bolden, who at the time, I guess, went down and be carted off. And both coaches convened and said, hey, we're going to call it here. No reason to keep playing on. Let's end it early. Get out of here. Since then, he has shown full... Extremity movement. Yeah, movement and extremities. So good to see there, at least. But uh, overall, it definitely makes you think about the the risk of playing preseason with the reward of you know being on the team and making your a name for yourself. Yeah, I mean it's I mean in we, reality we see it every year, you know. Football's high risk high reward in general. Uh but preseason especially cuz it's basically scrimmaging. Um but you're fighting for that number 1 roster spot, so you got to get in there and play when they ask you to. And now we're down to three weeks of preseason, but all these teams are doing like joint practices with each other and kind of getting like quasi game reps in those. And which is still risk for injury. Literally nothing but fistfights and joint practices. Dude, I feel like every every Twitter or I guess every X post, whatever the fuck it's called now, I see making is, making fun of me for X post or whatever. I'm just saying, either way, I feel like every yeah. team that joint practices and those also that don't joint practice just fight themselves. Yeah. It's just constant battles. In Austin's defense, he doesn't social media. Especially Twitter. I never I never Twittered. He doesn't social media at all. At all, dude? Facebook, Nothing? Reddit, bro. And, and even then, it's not like, a bad night. TikTok. Sometimes I forget how much older than me you are. He's not much older than you. Five yeah, years. Maybe not by age, but. Five years? Yeah. I'll be 25 here very soon. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot you were taking. Yeah. Be on, on a bad night. I get in that TikTok rabbit hole and you see grids, you see draft strategies, and you see just the most gorgeous woman of all time in the next five <laughs> TikToks. It's, That's it's impossible. A, it's a dark rabbit hole. Shaley doesn't make TikToks, dude. Ah, <laughs> nice little <laughs> shot there. Well done. Um, do you want to go over your brownies cap space situation? Yeah, so they restructured David and Joku's deal. They now have thirty-seven million in cap. I think when we started the offseason, they were like negative fifty. That's quite to come up. So it's almost like they're clearing room to sign somebody, but I don't know who. Yeah, what's the what's the biggest hole you guys need filled? Because you're letting Kareem Hunt walk. Maybe a new, so. maybe another wideout. But even then, I like Coop more. Peoples Jones. Uh, Cedric Tillman has been showing some very great flashes of greatness. Heard a lot of great things out of camp from him. Uh, very athletic grabs. I know when we played the Eagles, they were playing a lot of their starters in on the defense, trying to work out who's going to get more most of the first team reps. And he had some very moss like catches against some uh, CB ones. Yeah, so, especially in Philly, some premier CB yeah, ones and DTR. Oh, I'm so. If Watson goes down, I know we're in good hands. Maybe you want Watson to go down. I'll never say that. But yeah, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm, Especially to do yeah, it this dude. at this point in the year, 
preseason pretty much over, ready to kick off. What are they gearing up towards? I don't know. If anything, I mean, maybe they don't do anything. Maybe they're setting up for next year. I don't know what the free agents look like next year. I haven't looked too much into it, but maybe there's some high-dollar guys going into free agency next year. Yeah, not a whole lot of guys out there on the market still. Um, Shane, if you can pull that up real quick. I know like Ngakwe got signed. Clowney got signed now, who's already in Cleveland. Not really any wide Yeah, no really skill guys. But again, think, you're going to let Kareem Hunt I walk. Think next year, Mike Evans' contract is up, so he'll be available. No reason to go for for Taylor. You got Chubb already. Got Wouldn't your QB locked insane. in. Uh, I would hate it for fantasy. I would too. But they each get insane. thirty carries a game. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Chubb would get twenty carries, and Ch- Taylor would get twenty receptions. A lot of quarterbacks. Again, no need there. Yeah, I mean, dude, almost half of this list is quarterbacks. Pretty much everybody's been signed, and what the biggest named wideout is Jarvis Landry. Uh, no need there. Or maybe Julio, but again. Uh, not worth it. You're not paying, Also, not expensive. Yeah, you're not paying either of those guys a ton of money. So yeah, I guess just gearing up for next season. Yeah, I guess. Which I'm is not, a, a good sight to see, you know. Actually, there's a pretty solid amount of free agents. Give us some names here. Derek Besides Henry. Carson Wentz, of course. Derek That's Henry. next year? Yeah. Don't need Derek Henry. Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. Don't need Josh Pollard. Jacobs or Tony Pollard. Give us non-running backs. We have Nick Chubb. Let's not forget we're talking about the Browns here, Shane. Straight to wideouts. Straight to wideouts. We've got Mike Evans, Odell, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Tyler Boyd, uh, DJ Chark, yeah. Paris Campbell. So Mike Evans. Yeah, after the yeah. Mike Evans thing, you guys don't want Tyler any Boyd's a good three, but he's not expensive. Mike Evans is the yeah. only one on there that would be somewhat expensive. So I don't know. Just having cap space, I guess. It's Always nice a good to thing have. to have, yeah, especially as a, as a contender. You got, see that a whole lot. I think we got a couple of linemen coming up that need deals. I think maybe Teller and Bentonio. And, yeah, when in doubt, always sign more O-linemen. You can never have too many. Let's see. Let's go over. I had a draft yesterday. How'd that go? It's actually a big, big uh, lineman. Yeah, but you got to remember a lot big of those lineman. guys are just going to re-sign. Yeah. So we'll see, both so pull, went, we'll both uh, pull up the draft board here. So I went ninth out of ten in a which, standard ESPN PPR, which is where lineup. you like to draft. Got luck. Got lucky. It was a random draw. I got ninth. Was stoked about it. Overall, kind of a kind of an odd first round. So you go CMC, Chase at two, and then Jefferson, Nick Chubb fourth overall. That's crazy. To a Browns fan, I get naturally. It. But, yeah, I love Chubb. But As fourth, RB2. Fourth is crazy. Um, Eckler fell to five. Good value there. Then you go Tyreek. And Devontae Adams at seven. Which, again, I like Devontae a lot, but I think first round overall. Over Diggs, Brown, and Cup. Yeah, kind of kind of shocking. Uh, Kelsey went eighth. I feel if like he had fall, if he had fell to ninth, I would have taken him there. I feel like that's a lot better value than five, oh, absolutely. in my opinion. Yeah, I think eighth is a steal. Um, then I went Saquon at nine. Same Naturally. thing there, like my, my first draft. He fell. I could not take him. Best RB available. I think best player available. But should I have gone Cooper Cup instead? I think so. Because I could have gotten still quality running backs after You probably Saquon. could have gotten Saquon with this draft. I think you could have gotten Saquon on your way back. So I went Barkley, and then the 10th spot went Cup and Henry. So then I went Stefan Diggs after the fact. 
That is an insane. The Which I, I love to get digs in the second round, but I do wonder if I should have gone Cup instead and then gotten either Saquon or Henry at, at, at the two. I honestly think you. I would have almost considered going Brown over Diggs. I thought about that a lot. I actually texted uh, Drewski about it. Because there's a heavy debate there. I, I love both. I didn't want to go CD because I had CD in my other league. I guess the safety in Diggs is the fact that he's still the only white. Similar to Yeah, Cup. yeah my thought there, like, A.J. Brown's going to put up numbers, of course. But I think, yeah, Diggs, Diggs is going to get more volume. Yeah, being the guy in a very pass-heavy offense, I feel better about him. Um, and then going forward in the third and fourth round, I went DK Metcalf and your boy Aaron Jones, which I think is great value in the fourth round. Then I did something I didn't really plan on doing in five and six with a stack. Got Calvin Ridley, which is a risk, and then paired him up with Trevor Lawrence. I don't think that's a risk at all. I think that's amazing value. Honestly, I like it a lot. I think T-Law falling to, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth quarterback taken. Um, I love T-Law there. I was going to go Herbie and Keenan, but Herbie went like two picks before me. So I, I personally, with the rushing upside especially, I do love T-Law, and I hope Calvin becomes that true wideout one like we've talked about. And that stack And what's being shown at least, at he least, will yeah. be. And then uh, moving on further in the draft, I did go Javante Williams as a risk maybe in round seven. My third. Uh, he is... Looking good, just not his explosiveness is kind of a little lackluster right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm making on him coming back strong, full strength, like week but, six, week yeah, seven. he's still getting volumes carries. Again, as a bench guy or flex, the waiting for later. with Javante is uh, they're seeing a lot of Samaj P. Ryan in, in the third, third and down. fives yeah. and goal line. So Yeah, but again, for uh, I think my third running back, uh, I'm happy. There's a lot of upside there. Then I follow that up with Christian Watson and Drake London. Both, I think, very high-ceiling wideouts, both number ones. Maybe not pass-heavy offense for London, but still the guy there. And I'm hearing a lot of great things about the Packers offense in general. Yeah. Uh, get Romeo Dobbs late. Get Watson when you can. Then My you tight end. Another Jag. Yeah, I debated. I text, again, I texted Drew, like, is this too many Jags? But I went Evan Ingram um, in round, 11, round 10. As my starting tight end, which again is where I like to target him at. If I don't get Kelsey or somebody falls too late, I think round 10, round 9, somewhere in there is a good spot to go over tight end. I like Ingram a lot. Paired up with Lawrence. You know, I, I don't hate that. Then I got James Cook in round 11. Interesting. Starting running back. He is. Might not get a whole lot of volume, but again, for my fourth running back that late, I don't hate it. Uh, I got Quentin Johnston in the 12th. High upside there as a rookie. If he starts for me, great. If not, no big deal. My backup quarterback, Dak Prescott, in the 13th round. Again, I thought good value Top there. Top 10 QB, fantasy-wise. I uh, went Bill's defense. And then I got Zach Charbonnet in the 15th round. Which, again, is he going to start for me? Probably not. But if Kenny Walker goes down, and now he's the guy, even without Kenny Walker going down, he's still going to be probably... A, a decent flex spot, depending on the week. And uh, my last round pick, of course, my kicker, big Cam Dicker. Cam Dicker, the kicker. Overall, feel very good about it. Not as many wild picks as our draft that we did. I was getting ready to ask, who is the team that you feel is the best team? So team one with the McCaffrey, Waddle, Devontae Smith combo off the bat is a great first three rounds. 
Brees Hall, Justin Fields, Kirk, Kyle Pitts, JSN, question mark, Elijah Mitchell, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I've heard a lot of great things about Clyde and Camp. I, I, I wouldn't take him. Pacheco's still the guy. Uh, yes, but the, really any chief skill player besides Kelsey is a question mark for me. you got Elijah Moore, the Jets defense, Michael Gallup, Chris Boswell, Deshaun Watson. Marvin Jones Jr. Now here's my thing. For some reason, round nine, just guys started taking kickers off the bat. We had four kickers in round nine. Uh, one more in round ten. I don't understand why they went so early. Um, even if you get Tucker, like the value of a ninth round pick for the best kicker, to me, is not worth it at all. But other competition. Let's see. Team two went Chase, Etienne in the second, and then Debo. But paired up Chase with the Joe Burrow stack. A lot of points there. Uh, team three, Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, Tony Pollard, Kenny Walker. Don't hate that. And Darren Waller. And Yeah, you throw in a potentially very high upside there for Darren Waller. Team four, Chubb, Mahomes, Olave, Mixon, and then J.K. I don't love. I do like Ayuk, though, especially for the Yeah, for the but Ayuk is one of your starting wide receivers. Let's see. Team five went Eckler, Amon-Ra, who I know you love. Josh Allen. I do like Mark Andrews in the fourth. That's very good value, good value. for him. Kamara in the fifth. If he comes back and plays like typical Kamara, could be very yeah, good value McLaurin there. Warren and Allen and Mike Evans. Let's see, team six, Tyreek, Bijan in the second. Mid-second round for Bijan. That's the I latest I've ever seen Yeah, I was fall. wondering how far he would fall. Uh, potentially great value there. Then you go T. Higgins and Ramondre with Herbie. And then George Kittle in the sixth. I'm really liking team five's wide receiver room. You go Amon Ra, McLaurin, Keenan, Mike Evans in the ninth round. I'll be honest, I dropped the ball there. I, I wrote down Mike Evans in a weird spot and forgot he was still available until he went. I'm like, fuck, I should have definitely taken him two rounds earlier. Yeah, I'm liking that a lot. Uh, team eight with the Kelsey, A.J. Brown, Jacobs. Cooper in the fourth, I think it was a little early. A little bit. Pierce, and then Pierce Pacheco, Pacheco, Swift, Swift Gibson. Gibson. Jeez. And he got Tua in the ninth, which, again, I think is great value if he stays healthy. Similar to our last draft, he went late. What are you going to do with six running backs? Trade bait. This man, this is Joey the Bull we're talking about. Man loves to trade. That is true. And then Team 10 is a commish, who I uh, I definitely got a pretty solid draft there with Cup, Henry, Hertz, Najee in the fourth. Don't love Najee, but for where he went, solid value there. Then Miles Sanders, DJ Moore, Big Pat Fryermuth. Hollywood Brown, Rashad White, big upside there. Uh, and then great, great picks there in the ten, 11th and 12th with Jerry Judy and Brandon Cooks. Uh, I think you need to add drop James Cook right now. Oh, God, what happened? Unless I'm not seeing, uh, unless, I don't know. Was Brian Robinson not drafted? Uh, no, he got drafted. Where? Uh, B-Rob went... Actually, you know what? Now I think about it, I don't think he did get drafted. B-Rob, free agent. That is insane. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that I, I wanted to draft, but I, I can't take all of them. Antonio Gibson in the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8th round. And no B-Rob drafted. Let's look at current free agents. Uh, Quarterback-wise, go Danny Dimes, Stafford, Sam Howell, Goff. Typical guys that probably don't get drafted. Running back-wise, you go Jamal Williams, B-Rob, McKinnon, Jeff Wilson, Singletary, Damian Harris. Brian Robinson needs picked up right now. 
uh, wideouts Jahan Dotson, Jacoby Myers, Sky Moore, Juju, D- your boy DJ Shark, Nico Collins. I, again, wanted the draft, but I don't have enough roster spots. Yeah, you need to. I wouldn't drop Charbonnet because I think he's got pretty good trade upside there. But Cook, with Damian Harris also being there. I'm hearing Damian Harris might not make the team. Ah, uh, that doesn't sound right. But they also don't utilize the run game at all. Yeah, exactly. I just think I started running back around 11. Why not? So, yeah, I would add drop B-Rob. That is insane. One guy I'm falling deeper and deeper in love with, Packers tight end uh, Luke Musgrave. Yeah. Again, wanted to draft him, but just did, couldn't justify taking him over some of the guys I got late. Also, no Michael Mayer? No Michael Mayer. No Darnell Washington. No Sam Laporta. There's a lot of young tight end talent that I No Kincaid? No Kincaid. Or Knox, I don't think. A lot of good tight end talent, but I just don't know what tight ends actually do. Well, you only have one. Especially rookies. You only have one. I went one, yep. So, if anything happens to your team, I would add drop whoever that player is. Oh, yeah. Pick up a tight end, but I would definitely... Add drop B robber right now. I'll consider it. Because that is bonkers. Again, I, I like the upside there, especially if he's it's used like a Jarek McKinnon type. He is the running back one. But I've heard it'll be more Gibson like in the slot, catching balls. So B Rob should fine. be the starting running back. Yeah, he's getting all the carries and he was on pace for like an insane year last year just in the games he played. Even after being shot in the knee. Yeah, he uh, you need that needs to be taken care of. Uh, we'll address it. Either way, and I don't think we can call him B-Rob anymore. No? Because I think that's Bijan. Whoa. I mean, Brian had it first. I know, but... You can't just give away nicknames like that. Now, as far as you guys go, the show draft will be on Saturday, correct? Saturday evening. Saturday evening. Um, Stoke there again. I think Cam's going third. I'm fourth, and Shane is seventh? That is correct, dude. I'm the seventh pick. Whew, can't wait. I do know. Uh, I know Demi sent me one of her drafts. Looked pretty solid. Yeah, she's a big Vikings fan. She went one. She got JJ, of course, and later I think around six stacked up with Big Kirk Cousins. Ooh, uh, Rudy, nothing yet, but he's always kind of a wild card. No, he loves Mahomes though. Could always be a be a mark in there. As far as the other guys, uh, mostly your friends. I don't really know how they play. What they're into. No clue. So it could be a complete wild card draft. I have no idea what to expect. And then the following Sunday, we've got our other two drafts. Yes, this Sunday also. One auction league with our first ever IDP, taking a starting lineman, I linebacker. wish that was tested in my league. I'm stoked for it. I can't wait, personally. I think being in the auction is even crazier. Yeah, that's why I wish it was in my keeper league. That and I then, made. yeah, being the next draft will be a keeper league. Tony Pollard in round seven. Chris Olave round seven. He's going in round two and three. So is Tony Pollard. Uh, exactly. Great value there. Yeah, yeah, I stoked, got, stoked for those. I got I, TJ Hawk in the round five. Good value there. Uh, I would de- I would debate that. But, yeah, if you've got I'm, no one I'm to keep it, it, might as well. Either way. I, it also I, just depends on who other people keep. I love drafting. Drafting is literally my favorite part of playing fantasy. Yeah. Even leading up to and prepping for drafts. Can't get enough of. Uh, but with that, anything else you have NFL-wise? Uh, that would do her. I think, Shane, we go to break right here. Come back with Trivia Tuesday, Cigar Notes, uh, of course, an ad read, and NBA, UFC, and some NCAA news. Sounds good to me. SNS Episode 51, back after this.
So Shane, uh, we have recently made the agreement that we are going into a calorie deficit. We are. As diet news, okay. To lose weight. To lose weight, yes. Um, <laughs> that would be the point of a calorie Man, deficit. There's, there's so many great jokes out there that yes, I really want to make right now. <laughs> Either way, Cam, as you were saying. Obviously, we're going to try and get back in the gym as well, right? Yeah. But it's hard to schedule that. It's and so it's a hard, fucking dude. pain in the ass. Dude. I don't want to go to the gym. Neither do I. All the people there. Yeah, dude. Don't what are we going to do? Me. What are we going to do, Pinecone? If you guys are wondering, yeah. actually, I have a suggestion. What's your what suggestion? You got? I've got uh, some inside information about our boy, Evan Keaton, an A-certified personal trainer. Meaning what? That takes all the hassle out of going to the gym. He'll actually come to you and bring his own equipment. For a personal one-on-one training session and also nutrition and diet advice. That's really? pretty solid. It's got to be that, expensive. Right? That, yeah, what, $300 not, a session? Not at all. I believe 25 plus travel fees, depending wow. how far you are. Wow. That's an amazing deal. For a That's one-on-one a training session? How do I get a hold of this guy? Well, I'm glad you asked, actually. You can find him at his email address at allthingsfitness15 at gmail.com. Or cell phone, 937-308-6324, or by his website at allthingsfit.org. Our boy, Evan Keaton. Helping America get back in shape one person at a time. Not an official slogan, but I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He needs to coin it. Yeah. Hey, Trademark, we always come up with the best nicknames here. Ain't that right, Pinecone? Pinecone? Is that, is that new? Is that a new thing? It is. Who are you, who are you calling Pinecone? You're Pinecone. Clearly, it's not me, I, so... That only leaves you. I haven't heard that before. Oh, you just did. Oh, okay. Coined. We'll see. Cam's got the coolest nickname of all three of us with Big Country. Big Country. Dude. I mean, all-timer. It is an all-timer. Even though we never refer to him as that. Yeah, no. I've never. Both, both the Big Country and the Vink combo. I'm going to be honest. I've never heard anyone other than Sherm call you Big Country. Uh, it, was a, it was a big thing in high school. Oh. Some would say I peaked there. Did you? I wouldn't say that. I think I'm... I think I'm Building up to my peak currently. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. I, I've really You've not even hope. begun to peak. But when you peak, we're all going to feel it. We are. It's dangerous. Um, I really don't have a nickname. I was El Capitan back in the, my ball playing days. Yeah, we got to come up with something for you. Yeah. But Shane, I guess, is now the Pinecone. Or just Pinecone. I, I guess. Which you actually, are. I think is pretty badass. I love it. I don't. Why not? You have to change your Instagram to Pinecone. No. Not happening. Hey, here comes Pinecone, life of the party, dude. That's pretty tight, actually. I might have my DJ at my wedding introduce you as Pinecone. That makes me sound slow, dude. Speaking of, are we still doing uh, walkout songs? Yeah, I have them all down. Oh, damn, I can't. What'd you settle with, Shane? I Uh, picked it for him. Yeah. Really? Everything I picked. Can you say it on the show, or are you going to wait? On September by Earth, Wind, Fire. Oh, my God. All-time classic. Crowd list. That's a pretty good one. What What did you go with? Uh, I believe I locked in Return of the Mac. He did. Okay. Which is, again, that's a pretty good one. Banger. Uh, Sherman got Ball with a Ball by Kid Rock. Uh, Ball with a Ball. Kelsey, Papa K, got Uptown Funk. Oh, my God. He's going to kill that, dude. He is. Uh, My brother's got More Than a Feeling. Classic. Uh, Gavin has uh, Take On Me. Oh, my. These guys are, we're killing it. And Joe has All My Rowdy Friends Are Coming Over Tonight. No swings and misses there. All absolute bangers. And then obviously mine and Chaley's is hot in here. You can't go wrong there. No. Uh, I did Actually, I did write down. I uh, meant to actually lead the show with this. Your boy Kid Cudi. 
coming out with a record on, on literally birthday. your birthday. It's a, actually a birthday album to me. Personal. Really? Yeah. yeah. In the notes, it actually says this album is specifically for, for My Cameron, one fan. Big Country, The Vink, Winklewitz. Yeah. Big Country and The Vink? Yeah, he doubled down. Oh, wow. He knows. He's, he's a loyal listener. Didn't realize you yeah. guys were like that that close. We are, yeah. He's, nice. a, he's actually already sent me the album. It's pretty good. Yeah, actually, he, good keeps, to hear. he keeps trying to get on the show. We're like, dude, it's kind of sports only. It's tough to pitch you in. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. We'll, we'll coordinate sometime, maybe. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, get, you we'll, back we'll out. get you on the calendar. But Kid Cudi, I believe, is your all-time favorite rapper. Yes. Shane? Uh, he's up there. What about your personal number one? If it's not Kid Cudi, it's probably Kanye. Yeezy? Yeah. Old school Yeezy is yeah, tough to beat. Yeah. We're, we're still live, right? We never... Yeah, we're still on. I, yeah. I feel okay. like we just continued after the... Uh, I was just making sure. The yeah, we never break. paused it. Yeah, yeah I didn't think keep so. On, keep on rolling. Am I allowed but. to still say that Kanye is my favorite? Yeah. Okay. Dude, yeah. then we're going to cancel you. Okay. If you were uh, if we're Rogan level, then maybe. No, nah, Rogan is on. No, when you get to that level, you're uncancelable. Yeah. If we're Matt and Shane level, then maybe. Yeah. Shane's been canceled once or twice. But I think uh, I think music fans still respect Kanye the musician. Yeah, Kanye the producer. musician's a pretty good guy. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm gonna go Jay Z. But also, I f- fucking love J Cole. Yeah. J Cole's a good one. And the more he puts it out, the more I love him. Kendrick's pretty solid. I was never a big fan. I respect Kendrick. I just don't like his actual the sound of his voice. Really? Like great writer, great uh, flow, great songs. I just don't like how he actually sounds. Yeah, I was never a big fan. Hmm. Respect completely, but yeah, never the never the big never big Kendrick Lamar guy. Interesting. I liked his first album. Then uh, second was To Pimp Butterfly, to right? Pimp Butterfly which was which was huge. Good. Yeah, I and know. then Damn third. Uh, I thought there was one in between there. Could be. I'm not yeah, a huge. After like swimming pools and that stuff, I never really uh, kept going with him. Mad City was pretty good. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, good kid, Mad City. Yeah. yeah. Um, Eminem, top five? Oh, he's up there. I respect it, but I don't really listen to a lot of them. Really? Yeah. Fucking love Shady, dude. Especially the MMLP, the Slim Shady LP. And then yeah. my favorite, honestly, is the Eminem show. Yeah. Timeless. Oh man, and then you go. I mean, for me, yeah, it's, it's tough to go Mount Rushmore, but like for me, it's Jay Z, Pac, Biggie didn't quite have enough material to make my Mount Rushmore, but, but so man, what? What put out was so good, so good. Yeah, and can you? I mean, can you count Wu Tang? Yeah, yeah. Even though they're a group, yeah, gotta go Wu Tang, Method Man especially. <laughs> Fucking love Method Man. Yeah, my Rushmore is probably Cuddy, Kanye, Tupac. And Eminem. Tough to beat. Also, there's so many great arguments you can make for a lot of guys. Yeah, definitely. See, I don't, uh, Lil Wayne's up there for sure. Wayne's up there. Snoop Dogg. All the, all Even the just NWA period. Yeah, all like the 90s, early 2000s guys are pretty much all Shout very to, solid. For absolute vibes and like, let's fucking go, boys. Yeah. DMX. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Ah, may he. Shane, that's rest, rest, your, uh, rest your Rushmore here. My Rushmore? I was trying to think about it. So, Pinecone's go. official Rushmore on best rappers. Dude, this isn't going to stick. The top four rappers of all time, according to Pinecone. I'm going to go Kanye, Kendrick, probably J. Cole. I can go J. Cole. And the final spot. The final spot? You go old school for the fourth? I think you're not a big old school guy. Me and you were definitely 90s all day. 
if if I'm listening to old school, it's DMX. But that's not even old school, really. Yeah, it is. It's like '90s. Not, I mean, overall. Yeah. I guess for you it is. For me it is, yeah. But no, I'm gonna stick with the modern stuff. Um, probably Cuddy. You already mentioned Cuddy, dude. dude. No, I didn't. I said Kanye. You said Cuddy, Kanye, J Cole. Oh, then Kendrick. No, he said Kanye, Kendrick, J Cole. We'll play back. We'll play back. Yeah. Uh, No, Lil Nas X. Hell no. Whoa. Be so defensive. Actually, hold up. First of all, Old Town Road was a freaking that was huge. So iconic. And also, still pretty good. Yeah, Billy Ray. Out out of nowhere. What a weird like. Twenty years from now, we're looking back and like your playlist comes up. You're like, what? I forgot this even happened. Billy Ray Cyrus and Lil Nas X. Yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> at like 75 years old. Gonna take my horse. To, I forget uh, what we all thought the actual lyric was. It's like, take my horse to the hotel room. I gotta. Uh, I don't think. What's he any, saying? Did anyone <laughs> thought? Yeah, that? I don't. Th- I don't think anyone thought he was uh, saying take my horse to the hotel room. <laughs> at work, we definitely thought that. This is pre-cam. Gosh, dude, I would have demolished all of you guys that <laughs> night. <laughs> Uh, oh, let's see. Let's, let's move on to some NBA talk here. A couple of things. How about to go cigar over. notes? How about cigar notes? Um, I finished my Cavalier Geneve White Series. Uh, draw four out of five. Appearance five out of five. Not a crack. Just a beautiful wrap, and that gold leaf. Just just a cherry on top. Phenomenal. A chef's kiss. Uh, draw as close to perfect as you can get without being perfect. I uh, wish it was slightly looser and had a little bit more smoke production. So you're going four there? Yes. So we got four, five, uh, burn, four. The leaf kind of makes it uneven towards the end, which is unfortunate. I can see that. But yeah. it also makes sense. So, again, as great as you can be without finishing that. I still want to know how the hell they actually do that. So Because it's, it's literal gold. Like, it's real gold leaf. Yeah. In the wrapper of the stick. Yes. Uh, flavor, the second, third, pepper forefront, the followed up by wood and like a tea note, which was really good. Okay, that's different, yeah. Uh, the third, third, it finished out with earth and cedar with a tinge of pepper on the back end. So flavor overall, I'm going to go three and a half. Uh, not my favorites. I like the sweeter. I wish it would have kept the sweet hay and citrus a little more throughout, but that kind of phased out after the first. The tea note was very interesting. Uh, was not expecting that. But personal, I'm going to go with a four. Uh, overall, very enjoyable experience. Uh, the burn, like I said, phenomenal. Hard to burn through that leaf evenly with the rest of the cigar because it is just regular wrapper. Uh, so, again... You're never going to really be able to get a perfect burn, but as close as you can. Um, so, yeah, personal four overall, that is uh, quick maths here, 17, 20.5 out of 25. Yeah, tough to beat. For the price especially, can never go wrong there. Yeah, it's about a $10 stick. Uh, depending on the place. Yeah, I think I paid 13 for that one. Yeah, anywhere in that like kind of ten to fifteen range is is pretty solid there. Yeah. Uh, for me, the Gran Habano Capitulo or Capitulo, I'm not sure the exact pronunciation. The twentieth anniversary stick from Gran Habano, again Asian cognac barrels. Uh, for me, the appearance was a, definitely a five. Again, seamless, 
great wrapper, very well made, very well constructed. The burn was, I'm going to go with solid five is there. Again, totally even, straight all the way through. Besides one slight touch-up when I was talking for a long amount of time. Any comments there, Pinecone? No, no, I didn't I didn't smoke on anything. Let's make sure. Uh, the burn was a four. Again, solid. Oh, not, not the burn, the draw was a four. Uh, similar to you, like very good, but just not quite to that ideal level. Good smoke production overall, though, and I'm still in the, the final third here. Flavor, I'm going to go with a four as well. Heavy espresso as it burned down. Nice. So a nice, this would be like a great breakfast kind of stick, like first Ooh. thing in the morning. I would love to pair this up with like after a, after a good biscuits and gravy breakfast. Get yeah. yourself a coffee, smoke a one latte. of these. Definitely a vanilla latte. Even Pinecone hates it, though. Would definitely recommend that pairing. And then uh, personal, I'm going to go with a four as well. Would definitely smoke it again. Very happy with it overall. Even though not quite as much of that cognac influence as it burned down. So overall will be a, again, quick mass, 10, 14, 18, a 22 out of 25. Very good. Our highest graded stick since we've changed the scale. To my knowledge is correct. I think we're going to try to get our hands on some kind of gimmick sticks for upcoming shows. Could go lower, could go higher. I know you mentioned the the John Daly. Definitely want to get yeah. If we can find one of those. Definitely want to pull the trigger there. I know Definitely want to get some Chad Ochocinco's. Notorious cigar connoisseur. And also, the if we can find the Michael Jordans, would be dope, too. That would be pretty yeah. sick. Again, a big cigar guy. From what I understand, the John Daly's were super limited. I don't know if they're still selling them anymore. Yeah, I think we mentioned that when they first came out. Yeah. If they're very, not available, they're batch. not available, but still worth looking up. Oh, yeah. I'll try to plan a kind of a fun smoke for next week for the anniversary show. Yeah. Which, I'm getting fan questions in for that during the show. Nice. At the moment. Keep People coming. better be prepared for next week. I can't wait. I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. Now with that, Shane, NBA Trivia Tuesday. All right, boys. I'm sorry. Uh, I meant to say with that Pinecone NBA Trivia Tuesday. Dude, this Pinecone thing cannot stay. It it's is, stay. dude. No. I love it. I hate the it. The fans are going to love it. No. Yes. No. No. Nobody knows, dude. Pinecone. What's up, big dog? Nobody knows. All right. Nobody Who has knows. the most steals in NBA history? Oh, um, I know that for a fact. I'll let Cam go first. Oh man, it's a. Uh, I thought this one might be a little easier than last. Isn't one. it the assist leader? That is oh, correct. It's na- What's his name? What is his name? That's, oh, that's what his name for, always slips my mind, and you can attest to that. Every time we do a top anything, I name everyone else, and then this guy, one of maybe the best player to never win a ring. Yeah. Definitely in that conversation. No, I know exactly who it is, but I cannot remember his name. Steals and assists leader all time. Oh, man. Oh, Stockton. Yeah. 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 That is correct. It always slips my mind. Old well, Johnny. You, you pulled it up just in, just in time. Question number two. Question number two. There's not really a niche stat in NBA. No, there's not. That's Unless why. Unless you do like field goal attempts. All right. Who has the most field goal attempts in NBA history? Kobe. In one game? Oh, in one game? Got to be Will when he put up 100, right? Either that or Carmelo. Honestly, maybe still Kobe. Because Carmelo put up like 60 on 65 shots. I know Kobe has the most misses of all time, and I want to say he has the most shots taken as well. Is that the actual question, Shane? That is the actual question. In one game or career? One game. 
most field goals attempted in one game. I'm going to lock in Kobe. Wrong. Carmelo. Wrong. I almost want to say Will, but I think he was so efficient that the number wasn't that high. What's the number of attempts? 63. Oh, Carmelo was one behind this guy. Carmelo's 60-point game was 62 shots, right? I think. That's outrageous. It was super inefficient. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. 63 shots. I feel like it's got to be Will. Even if he makes cool that? even if he makes fifty, makes fifty of them, he only misses thirteen. Let's, I'm going to lock in Wilt. You're going to lock in. I'm going to lock in Wilt. That's correct. Good team against there. the Knicks, March twelfth or March second, nineteen sixty two. Is that when he dropped a hundred? Uh, Had to be right. I am checking to see. Ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what, he only dropped fifty eight. Oh my god! Whoa, they locked him down. It was against who? The, the Knicks. Knicks. Oh, man. It wasn't even against old Bill. I will, we, we did better there. We'll take that. Now, NBA news-wise, again, only a couple things here, but pretty substantial. Uh, Harden got fined 100K for calling... Uh, Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey a liar. Uh, that's the underlying reason. It's actually because he said he's not going to play. That's what the league said. But it's definitely because their executives are, feel disrespected. Yeah. Uh, it's looking to be appealed by the NBA PA. And again, still no talks of him actually being traded. Or playing. So who <laughs> knows what he's even going to do come um, the next two months. He's injured. <laughs> turf toe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taking a nice uh, Ben Simmons year. Turf toe. Uh, and then Stephen A. Smith called out Lonzo Ball saying he can't even get out of the sitting position. Lonzo took exception to that. And he sent... Posted a video of him standing. What a stud. Not just standing, but sitting down and then getting up and standing. I believe. I haven't watched the video, but I believe it was something like that. Maybe walking around. He's sure. I'm sure he's not immobile, right? No chance. No. no. I don't think like, he's in a wheelchair. I get it. If you don't have the basketball knees, so what? But to say he can't get out of a sitting position is outrageous. And I feel like it was also one of those Stephen A. Like Off-handed being remarks. outlandish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like talking about the Bulls and he's like, they could be great, but Lonzo can't even get out of a standing position because yeah, his knees a, are so bad. Yeah, kind of a joke thing. Yeah. So maybe Lonzo's a little sensitive about the topic. Um, also, I think I saw Uncle Shay Shay is joining Stephen A. I did, I did see, see that. that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's huge. You leave Skip, go to Stephen A. And I what saw a, dude, Richard Sherman is joining is Skip. joining Skip Bayless. Really? Which yeah. should be entertaining. And he will still be doing be Thursday Night Ball. That's good. I like him a lot as an analyst. Don't so, they have beef? Him and Skip? Probably. I'm sure. Who doesn't have Skip? I think who Skip have beef with hated Skip? Sherman when yeah. he was a player. And he always, like, he kind of took the Colin Coward route where he's like, oh, the best in the world just got burned for <laughs> 14 yards. <laughs> what a loser. I'm not going to watch either way, but it is it's entertaining. I'm, a, I'm excited for the clips. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good uh, Instagram reels, TikTok, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I don't think he'll ever beat Shannon, but, like, should be good. <sighs> the problem is Richard Sherman is going to outsmart him Yeah, analytically. Yeah. He's legit. He's a Harvard grad. He's, yes. he's yeah. a smart the fucking The problem guy. with Skip is he's, facts don't matter to him. Yeah, no. he's not going to concede. So Richard Sherman's going to be like, Skip, LeBron dropped 85 points on 40 shots. And Skip's like, no, he didn't, dude. No, he didn't, dude. Jordan, Jordan did that five times. That's, That's a terrible, terrible score, dude. There's kind of a lot of Skip in Cam. 
There is. Where he just never concedes an argument, even though he oh, knows he's wrong. Fake Let's news. pump the brakes. I don't think it's a wrong Let's assessment. Let's pump the brakes. Not as outlandish, but I I've never tr- heard you once say I was wrong. Name a time. Oh, well, there's been times. Name it. What you've said you're wrong? Never. Name never. a time that I've been wrong. Uh, this UFC card was uh, one incident. Uh, yes and no, because you asked me what O'Malley's key victory keys well, not to victory the were. Event, the whole the whole thing altogether. Keys to victory for O'Malley. You nailed it, and I nailed it. I don't know if you guys are we are we moving on to UFC yet? No, we can go wherever. What you got? I I saw an interview with Aljo, and he's like, I mean, so we're, we're moving on to UFC. Yeah, we're moving on to UFC. Okay. Producing the show, I like it. Yeah. I'm going. Uh, Aljo, after it was a post fight interview, and they were talking to him, they're like, "Do you think that that was an early call?" And he's like, "Yeah, you asked me where we were at, and I just genuinely didn't remember that we were in Minnesota or whatever. Like, this isn't a place that I usually go." Well, he was in Boston, so or if he said Minnesota, that'd definitely be wrong. Whatever, but he's like, "I, I just looked up and I said, well, I know it's not Vegas.'" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that more when we talk about the main event. But he really impressed me post fight. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was. I'll talk about it when we talk the, about the main event. We're getting ready to, but do you have trivia for us? UFC I do. trivia? <laughs> what UFC fighter has the most finishes by submission? Ooh. All time. Uh, you know, I think I know the answer here. I'll let you go first. Oh, man. Submission. Hmm. Is it BJ Penn? No. I'm going to go Charlie Olives. You're right. Yeah. 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 I didn't uh, know if he was the best all time because I know uh, Frank Mir is like the highest in heavyweight. So I was kind of breaking I it down love that way. Frank Mir, dude. But underrated. And I will say about my main card calls, two of them should have been split decisions. Uh, some very weird judging for sure. I will say two of them should have been split decisions, but they were both phenomenal fights. Could Incredible. have went to either fighter. Yeah. Uh, one fight we didn't talk about. Previewing it was the uh, Ultimate Fighter match between both of them. Yeah, both, but specifically the Halibaw and Hubbard. Oh, which man. had one of my favorite all-time grappling transitions. Probably the best that I've ever seen. Phenomenal to I end mean, the fight. Yeah, it was. Uh, he almost like faked an armbar to get him to roll, and then locked him in a triangle. Just phenomenal. And so technical that even I probably don't understand it fully because I don't actually roll. But, God, was it beautiful it was to watch. amazing. And then, and the then other are one. those guys going to fight each other, both those winners? No, they're two different weight classes. Yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. That was both weight classes yeah. finales. And the fun one was the second one was actually two of Chandler's guys. I mean, yeah, I know. I didn't watch Ultimate Fighter, but I knew Chandler's guys were dominating they all were. the way through. And I personally think... Uh, Oh, what was the first kid's name? I think he got robbed. I didn't. I didn't watch that fight because Wi-Fi at work was a little spotty. Um, but you think he got robbed? I think he got robbed. Wait, you you paid for a fight even though you had spotty Wi-Fi? He yeah, did. yeah, you know it's a whole thing. Huh. Well, the prelims are free. They were free on ESPN. Oh. Slash ABC. But did you catch the main card? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, uh, m- most of it. Okay. I got a little splotchy for him. I, m- I missed probably overall half of the Gary Magni fight and probably 35% of the Whaley and La Lemon. Magni's fight. the only one who truly let me down. Overall, yeah. Um, but before we get there, you had Chris Weidman, 
the prelim <sighs> headliner. That, that was, was tough to watch. He rough. never hit the gas. Yeah. He was just getting pieced apart the yeah, whole time. Yeah, he never hit the gas. At a certain point, both his legs were totally useless. Yeah. But he showed great heart. He got did. to the final bell. He did. I respect it. But he never – he had so many times. When he was being aggressive, he was landing great combinations. Succeeding. Yeah. Yeah. And then he would just back off. And I don't know why. Well, I think it's because – I mean, he was coming off that leg surgery, right? Yeah. Yeah, a year and a half ago. So I definitely get the – Yes and no, because his legs were getting pieced up. He wasn't checking any kicks. So yeah. he was letting his legs get torn apart. Both. Yeah. yeah. He tried to switch stances. And then it didn't matter. No. That leg's gone. Now you're just on two bum legs. I'm honestly surprised he didn't get dropped. Yeah, me too. There were a couple times there where I thought, okay, it's, it's, it's this it. This is time. But then Tavares but kind then, of backed off a little bit. Well, dude, every time I thought Weidman was going to go down, Tavares would like back off. He'd hit him with a gnarly like three-hit combo. And I'm like, yeah. okay. And then Weidman would throw a fucking head kick. Yeah. I'm like, dude... Your legs have got to be you can't hurting feel like your legs. hell. And he's still throwing head kicks. Yeah. So, again, props for the heart, for the the warrior mentality. But overall, he got dominated. Yeah. Post Did you not have a second question for UFC? Uh, no, I didn't. You want to find one real quick? Yeah. There's always time here. And the main card, uh, Cheeto and Munoz. I thought Munoz won that. I don't because think he won, but I do think the decision was kind of weird. I think it should he had round, not have been UD. Yeah, I think he had round two for sure. It was definitely a split decision, but my thing is when Cheeto connected, Pedro landed with two or three strikes. Yeah, but all his strikes were so weak, though. He threw, honestly, not even much more volume. He threw more volume, but they were all weak, whereas Cheeto, every shot he took, that jab especially, was just spot on. Pieced him up. Okay. I agree. I think it should have been split for sure. Yeah, I definitely though. think Munoz had round two. Who Could has, make a case for round one. Pinecone, you got a question here? Who has absorbed the most significant strikes in UFC history? In a single match or Total. career? Career. Oh man, I feel like it's. Mm, who's had a really long career? Oh, I've got two. Uh, Glover. No. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Joanna. No. Tony Ferguson. No. But Hell of a guess. He's gotta be catching up. I know Max has landed the most by a huge margin, but he never really takes that many shots. He has fought forever. Oh man! Be careful, brother. You've got you've got two picks. I've got. I'm down to two strikes here. Yeah. I'm gonna go. A guy you actually you mentioned earlier fought for a long, long time. I'm gonna go BJ Penn. No. Shit. Can we get a weight class? Uh, featherweight. Ooh. I've got a guess. I'm going to lock in Joey B. No. Uh, oh, man. Featherweight. Oh, man. I don't even remember if this guy was a featherweight. I mean, they can be. Was he a successful fighter? I'd say he's pretty successful. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, if I'm not wrong, he has a fight coming up. Not to interrupt, but I've got five incredible questions for next week. Can we get a sneak peek of one after I answer this and get it <laughs> yeah, wrong? Yeah, yeah give, us, give us an answer here. I don't think he was featherweight. Mm, he has a fight coming up. Yeah, pretty soon. Is it in December? No. Okay. Oh, man, featherweight. Has he ever held the gold? Oh, you know what? I've got a, 
I believe so. Let me let me double check. I've got a hell of a guess, but I cannot, I don't know if it's right. Yeah, he's had it. He's had the championship. Never yeah. mind, then that takes out my guess. Featherweight. That's Volk's division, right? Yeah, I believe 145. <sighs> he's got a fight coming up in the UFC. Yeah, in the UFC. Still in the UFC. It's a pretty hyped fight. Oh, is it the... Uh, oh, I don't think he's ever been... Cha- is it the Korean zombie? No, it's the guy that's fighting the Korean zombie. It's Max Holloway. It is Max! Son of a bitch! Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. In his career... God damn it. Max Holloway has... He trades blows so much. But he still also puts out way more than he yes. takes. Like, his significant strike lead over the number two is like a thousand. Yeah, it's, it's outrageous. Insane. Yeah, he... Uh, Granite chin. Never... I don't, I think only knocked down once to Dustin. So in his career, he has absorbed almost 2,100 significant strikes. Good God. That's CTE. And almost yeah. not one has phased him. Again, that granite chance. Sometimes too much for your own good. God damn it. I should have locked that in. You I thought Glover would be up there. And Tony Ferguson, honestly. Tony's a Dude, great guest. Tony's got to be really up there. Guess. I mean, Glover's been fighting since, rank, since like 2009. Yeah. Tony... See, Tony's fought forever, and his last five fights have had to have just padded that stat. You had that nice 12-fight win streak, didn't take a lot of damage. But those past five have been rough. Yeah. Well, Mark I was also down. kind of thinking like Chuck Liddell, but I don't think he fought long enough. Because his were just Again, a great wars, answer. dude. Yeah. Usually pretty quick, though. Yeah. He's got to be probably top ten, I, I would think. I was thinking GSP, because he's been pretty banged up in his fights. Because he usually gets... To the ground after he's getting pieced up. And again, fought for like 18 years. Now, I'll give you one sneak peek for next week. What's the one song guaranteed to get you on your feet no matter how drunk you are? Oh, man. I feel like I have a ton of songs. There's, yeah, there's a lot. When you're drunk, uh, there's a lot that'll be up there. But what's the but one? But even when you're not drunk. Dude, honestly, your walkout song, Hot in Here. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that for you. Yeah. It's a fucking banger, dude. Uh, for me, I'm going... Oh, we'll save it for next week. But yeah, five great questions. From one, Elena Roby, of all people. Interesting. We've got a, oh man, we've got a full show next week. I can't wait. On can't top wait. of... Hopefully there's no breaking news, sports-wise. I'll be... I'll, I'll catch that up. Well, we I'll all be, will. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'll be... I'll be finding it and breaking it to you guys. Well, we'll get it throughout the week. Yeah, you know. You know. NCAA. Oh, no, we got to talk about the main card. After after Cheeto, um, again, questionable judging there, but overall, I do think Cheeto won. Is it it confirmed that Cheeto's getting the next title fight? No. Uh, Not confirmed, but I think it's definitely the fight to make. Okay. I would personally, I think it's got to be Marab. He deserves it the most. I agree. But the money they would make from Cheeto and Sugar Sean, part two, would be big time. Um, Assuming Aljo actually leaves the division, I don't know. He might want to rematch now. He kind of reconsidered. We'll get there here in a minute. Um, Damon Blackshear, I didn't know, literally fought the week prior to this card. And lost that fight, dude. I did and, and not scoring, care what anyone scoring says. Scoring said as well, right? No, he. I'm pretty sure. Did Mario Batista no, won? No, Batista won. Okay, I thought, for some reason, I thought Blackshear won. Um, again, we're judging. I do think he, Blackshear won at least, One I think, round, round two. Yeah. Um, could have been split either way. Entertaining fight. Both guys really showed up. On a week's notice, that was very impressive. But he had to step yeah. up. I know he landed last week. He landed the third ever 
twist submission. Yes. To win. And he went for it. And then, yeah, almost went for it and landed that again. It would have been entertaining as hell. But yeah, I know Batista had a week to prep. He had to switch who he was prepping for yeah, with tough, a week's man. notice. So props to both guys for like changing their entire game plan at camp. Because you're probably not even truly the weight. I honestly feel like Blackshear kind of had the advantage because he's um, already in shape. A little bit. He just fought, ready he to go. just fought. He's still in fight shape. Yeah. He's still peaking. So, yeah, well, I mean, and with him, with Batista, he was in his last week of camp, which is a lot of weight cutting. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's tough to switch up your entire game plan. But, again, props to both guys for a very entertaining fight overall. And I agree overall with the decision. And then you had Ian Gary and Neil Magny, which was Magny uh, me down. complete opposite. Again, similar to Weidman, he just never stepped on the gas. Never tried. And not that he and I did, had a huge choice because Gary dominated them throughout. I did. Apparently, he was going into the fight with an injury. So that leg was truly messed up after those leg kicks. But, again, shout out to him for sticking it through the whole thing. And also the most wins ever at that weight class. Correct. Even more than GSP. Uh, Gary looked great, as always. I do think he will be a champ eventually. Man, he's getting hard to root for. Yeah. Very low sportsmanship, low class. I guess both guys were talking trash during the fight, but Gary, after the win, as soon as uh, Magny goes down, he's flipping them off, flipping off the crowd. He's trying to be Connor 2.0, but we talked about earlier, like, be original, dude. Do something different. Yeah, and people are saying, like, oh, no, that's just how Irish guys are. But, like, that, not really, though. Even if they are, again, do something different. We've already seen Connor. Connor was better than you at this point. If anything, be more outrageous. Be good for his his own brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love him as a fighter, but as a dude, yeah, he's getting tough. That was like at this point, it wouldn't shock me if Ian Gary announced his whiskey and it was proper thirteen. <laughs> he like, might as well, dude. That's how bad he wants to be. Conor might McGregor. as well get on it. Uh, proper twelve point five. <laughs> proper thirteen. Buy my whiskey. Um, overall, he should get a probably. I think he called out Wonder Boy post fight. I love that. I think it's a great matchup. I respect him working his way up as he wants to. Yeah. Like, if he gets Wonder Boy, that puts him top six. Then you take one of the top five guys, then you take your title shot. Yeah, most guys, especially at this point, would go for the, oh, give me the champ. I'm ready for the champ. Yeah. No, take your next fight, work your way up. And I think Wonder Boy is stylist. It should be a phenomenal great fight. Great matchup. And I know yeah. they said Dana said he turned it down. And I'm like, dude, he had five minutes to. Yeah, it was post. It wasn't even, guys sitting yeah. at home. He was like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm not going to fight him. But when the contract comes in, Wonderboy's probably going to uh, fight him. Of course, yeah. Because Ian Gary doesn't have a history of missing weight. And I would think fighting Wonderboy, the nicest guy in the world, Ian Gary would show a little more sportsmanship. He's got to. Building up to that. Because, like, Dude, one of my favorite moments ever is when uh, I think he was fighting Tyron Woodley. And they were doing that whole press conference trying to fight. And, and Wonderboy's like, dude, why are you so mean? <laughs> and Woodley kind of like, all right, I'll drop the stick. Yeah, you're cool. Yeah, like, what well, you can't. You can't be mean to Wonder Boy. No. Yeah, no. If you flip off Wonder Boy, nobody likes He's you. like, dude, thanks. <laughs> and then, boom, head kick, knockout. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that was really mean of you. And then he just hits him with a gnarly head kick. He gives him, like, a thumbs down. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you, bro. Come on, man. You'd be better. He gets be the a, mic. Be a grown-up. He's like, dude, just be nice to each other. Um, If that fight happened right now, who are you taking? Oh, man. It's tough. It is tough. It's a, it should That's be pretty tough. close in odds. I almost want to go Wonder Boy, even though he's, you know, tail end, final title push. I do, push, too. But Gary but is so good. The problem is Gary's all gas, no brakes. 
and Wonder Boy's a decent counter puncher, but he's a control the pace guy. Yeah. And he lands his shots kind of like Izzy. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to say Gary. Hopefully that fight does get made. I'd love to see it. But either way, another stepping stone for Gary in his championship path eventually. And then the co-main was uh, Zhang Weili. Oh, my god! The biggest oh strike differential in women's UFC history. That fight was a murder. Uh, she got almost choked out by Amanda Lemos and said, F that, I'm just going to peach you up for the next three rounds. You yeah. pissed me off. And that was tough to watch. It was 296 to, what, 29? Something absurd like In that. total strikes? Yeah. And again, props to Lemos. I mean, she made it to the final bell, took her shots, how. and even didn't even look that bad, honestly. No. There was 17 ground and pounds in there. Big time. Insane chin. There was times where I thought the fight should have been stopped. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple times, especially then watching the main event, where it's like, well, you let... You know, Wei Lee beat on her for 30 extra seconds yeah, for no reason. You yeah. immediately stopped the Aljo Sean. But yeah, again, Zhang Wei Lee, pound for pound, I think the most dominant physical fighter in the sport. Such a heads up on anybody else in her weight class and probably the weight class above. Yeah. I know Thug Rose is going to move up because she do not want Wei Lee again. No. No way. And now. The main event. The main event. Once again, proved us both wrong. Uh, to an extent. I mean, Overall. it ended exactly how it had to have for Sean to win. I don't think anybody was, at least we weren't, like, totally shocked. It wasn't a huge upset. No. I think we knew Sean would compete at least. The most shocking part was the stoppage. Yeah. For me, I think it was a little bit early. Because, yes, Aljo gave up his back, but he was rolling to stand up. Yeah. And he, that, that shot that dropped him landed. And the first follow-up grounded pound landed. After that, it was like miss, miss, graze. Yeah. And Aljo's was, rolling around. Was not and solid then, strikes. Then they called it, which I thought was a little bit early. Yeah. I, mm. Again, he turned his back, which I get it. That's pretty much an immediate stoppage. But how are you supposed to stand up? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I've uh, seen worse, but I think even if Elder did, did get back up, it probably still goes in Sean's favor. Probably. Who's controlling that, the pace, yeah. controlling the pressure, controlling the distance? Definitely the biggest thing. Yeah, was the distance. Yeah. I, mm. Aljo definitely should have worked more on closing the gap because he completely left himself defenseless when he closed the gap. And I'm shocked that Aljo didn't shoot more often. When he tried to close the gap, I mean, Aljo won round one. I think so. It it was kind of uneventful. It was uneventful, but Aljo won round one. Overall. Strictly by points. Yeah. I I absolutely loved Sean's interview where they're like, all the judges voted uh, scored 10-9 for the first round. How do you feel about that? He's like, what, they score the second? Exactly. I mean, well, yeah. before he said that, he said, well, I won round one. I won round one. He didn't do anything. I won round one. And to be fair, neither guy really did anything. No, but I think no. overall, but yeah, the champ. Aljo won round one. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I wish he would have had more traditional shoots, but I feel like all, O'Ma- all O'Malley worked on was those knees and kicks to guys shooting on him. Because, and it paid off. Yeah. And again, you, you kind of overlook it because he looks so goofy, but one of, if not maybe the most intellectual fighters in terms of uh, fight IQ on the roster. Dude's a sniper. Yeah. yeah. Everybody knows that. And if you watch him break down fights after the fact, like on YouTube, yeah. encyclopedic knowledge of the sport. Yeah. Dude's a genius when it comes to fighting. Uh, the second Dana White contender series to be a champion. Correct. Behind Jamal Hill. Yep. 
Yeah, it should be a good title run. Again, I think you probably get Marab next unless, and I, I, I'll just say post-fight. Maybe I reevaluate things. Maybe I come back for a rematch. Maybe I do move up. I think the favorite thing he said, though, was like, uh, if Sean got me like this, what would Volk do? Yeah. Very honest guy. Yeah, really impressive. Took and it right again, on the chin. All like the heel move is all a shtick. Yeah. Cause, because he's, he has to. But at his core, he's a great dude. Everybody loves him. No. Fighter-wise. Oh, yeah. Everybody hates him, though. Yeah, fan-wise is Which makes outrageous. no sense to me. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they're casuals. They don't know. And, I again, I wish I knew why everybody hated And then they talk about, oh, well, he faked being woozy after Peter Yan punk kicked him in the face. I'm like, yeah, On the I'm sure he faked it. Yeah. And then he dominated Peter Yan in the second fight. Yeah, no no hate for Aljo. Again, then, super honest. Oh, he beat up a beat up TJ who didn't have one shoulder. It's not okay, his fault. but then he dominated Henry Cejudo. Yeah, not his fault at all. And now so. Cejudo's calling out Sugar Sean because, of course, he is. Why not? Yeah, that's not the fight though. Um, say Marab does get the next shot. Do you like Marab over Sugar Sean? Yes. Gas Tank again is. Gas ridiculous. Tank's insane, and I think he's a better striker than Aljo. Yeah. So. And again, Aljo didn't fight bad. It was just that knockout that. The movement from Sugar Sean was just incredible. Yeah. Step to the right, throw a hook. And there's a great uh, like still shot of Aljo pushing in and seeing the punch and realizing, like, fuck. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> Night out. Game over. But I know that's what Dana wanted. The guy's going to be a star. Already is a star. And now with probably a, hopefully a long title run. I at just, least title contention. I really hope his mic skills get better. Uh, yeah, yes and no. Yes and no, because he is so smart, but he doesn't, at least in terms of press conferences and like post-fight, can't really express that to the degree he should. But like, don't talk trash. That's not that's not you. You've proven that no. before. You're bad at it. Yeah. Like, even his, his best line in the whole thing was, ESPN <laughs> top. Then he ruined it by saying Aljamain poop stained Sterling. Yeah, botched. Yeah, like you had it so good. And I'm sure there's guys behind the scenes telling him, "Hey man, make sure you you make funny comments and you're uh, you know asshole kind of guy." Poop stain. And Sean's like, uh, I guess I'll try it, <laughs> dude. Yeah, roll with poop stain. Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, pinecone here. Like pinecone's not a trash talker, but if you told him he has to. He'd give it a shot. He'd come up with something. It, like would, it wouldn't be good. Let's say, uh, Shane, you're fighting Cam next weekend. You got to pump this press conference up. What are you saying, up. dude? Dude, I don't. I don't know. I'm your. I'm one of your groomsmen, man. What are you I don't saying? Fight you. That's not trash talk. I don't want to fight him. Terrible. You trash have to fight talk, him dude. now. Catch weight next week. Uh, probably say he's he's like that. All right, Pinecone. <laughs> uh, Cam, you're like that. All right, Pinecone. That's like shut him down, yeah, dude. I, I don't have anything All for right, you. All right, Pinecone. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait. Is that is that my thing? Could if be my just, thing. What's, what's that thing? If I, like, just refuse to talk shit? No. Okay. Uh, but I think I might make a new one. Each time you refuse being called Pinecone, I might uh, throw that as a, as a rule. I think you just got to accept it. Embrace it. Yeah, dude. again, be, it's cool, dude. Be the Pinecone. I'd be blacked out in the first, like, 30 minutes. I wouldn't let you get that far. We have a three-hour show to, to do. You have to be the pine cone, dude. Just embrace it. I don't want to. Why it's not? too late. It's not too late. The whole world knows you as the pine whole, cone. The whole pine cone thing has been going on for less than an hour. But yeah, give or take. That's you now. 
That's where great nicknames start. They got to start somewhere. I'm not here for it. And they started right here. I'm you getting think, ready to change all your contact information. Do you think Greg the Torch Dorch liked it initially? Of course not. Probably but not. it grew on him. The Torch and he is embraced not, it. The Torch is not as bad it's, as Pinecone. Pinecone's not a bad nickname, dude. It's goofy. It's hilarious. You're a goofy and dude. Badass. What's I mean, more badass than a Pinecone, dude? A pine lot cones of things. are pretty sick, dude. dude. You ever eaten one? I have. Badass. Wait, hold on. Why did you eat a pine cone? I was a child. Dude. Why not? Okay. You, you tell me you look at a pine cone and you don't want to eat it? There could be a Christmas tree in my stomach right now. When I was younger, dude, there was this one time. I was riding my bike and I saw a dead bird, like, on the sidewalk. And then the next time... <laughs> it's not the same thing as wait eating for a it, Wait cone, for it, wait for it, wait for it. Listen, <laughs> the next time I went riding my bike, I saw a pine cone where the dead bird was, so I thought that pine cones were dead birds. No, you didn't. I swear to God. You didn't think that. I swear to God. He was 15. <laughs> I say, was it last year? Yeah, dude, last year. I was convinced. No, I was probably like oh, six, seven. Just training wheels. That's why you're a producer and not a uh, lead host. Why? Because I thought I'll that Pinecone. Because you thought birds. Dead Birds. With the nickname Pinecone, pine you could be, a, could be a lead, dude. Pinecone is marketable, too, dude. It is. Get some Pinecone merch. Absolutely. I'd sell out in a heartbeat. I know for a fact Big Bale and Savage would buy a pine cone t-shirt and a hat right now. Facts. That's a great nickname, dude. Honestly, You're it welcome. is. I'm, I'm in full support. I'm jealous myself, actually, because I don't have one we yet. we got to come up with we something do. for you. I, I, I threw Latte out there, but he didn't like That's it. It's not even a nickname. <sighs> it could go Big Red. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're always red. Correct. Dude. I mean, does it fit? Yes. Is it a great nickname? And a no. lot of your wardrobes, like red and black? Uh, mostly black. Yeah. yeah. You are sipping on a red cream soda right now. About to be in a red, and a red uh, slushy. Red slushy here. Not the worst thing, but we'll, we'll workshop it. it. We'll pen it. I think next week when you guys are uh, a little overindulged, dude, there'll be better nicknames. Start calling them Rojo. Ooh. Ooh. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Pretty good. Rojo, Pinecone, Big Country. It's a hell of a trio right there. Oh, what's... Oh, hang on. I'm grande gonna... Rojo. Yeah, I was going to say Rojo Grande, dude. <laughs> I'm not opposed. <laughs> not opposed. Definitely better than Big Red. When in doubt, Is just, tur- just turn your nickname let's, to let's... Spanish. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Always works. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what big country is in Spanish, but it's probably pretty I badass. I think it's Grande still. Yeah. Big Grande something. <sighs> Pinecone, Spanish, couldn't tell you. Pinecone. Pinecone. <laughs> Pinecone. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yeah, embrace it, man. Own it. This is your thing. In fact, uh, we mentioned, you know, you bring stuff in for your wall behind you. Yeah. Which you, of course, haven't done. I might get a nice pinecone uh, pine make... poster. Yeah, dude. You kick ass. Kick ass. I mean, I guess I really don't have a say in it. I'll be honest. So. I didn't like Big Country when I first got it. Really? really? How could you not? Yeah. I didn't. That, dude, I can't imagine you saying, don't call me Big Country. I didn't say, don't call me that. He'd say, I, call me Big Country. But I was like, eh, I don't know if that really fits me. Really? And then as the year went by, you know, I started to slowly embrace that Big Country culture. Because I can't think of a better, perfect nickname for you. Dude. Well, I was never really like a Big Country boy. Big Country no, is... No, but you looked the part. I, At the time? And you... You kind of act the part. I don't know if I can even. But maybe, maybe, this, you, maybe you. I, I will tell you right now that fell nickname shaped the rest of my life. Yeah, I think that nickname came, and then you grew and became big country. Yeah, fully. I was a I was a basketball shorts guy. I never wore cargo shorts or Cranking jeans Kid ever. Cuddy. Just jamming. I was full on just 
not country boy. You were I was like a city boy. You were a gangster wannabe. Yeah, I, I feel was like a city kid. I feel like you definitely kept tap out in business for a while. No, I never had Affliction. anything tap out. I, I always wore Jordans. Really? Yeah. Still have some. I can see that. Still got Aqua 8s. Still got a pair that. of 1s. There's a time I wanted to buy Jordans, and I, I sat there with it in my cart, and I'm like, you know what? This just isn't me. I'm not a Jordan I gotta, guy. I still have ton, I've still got a pretty good share of basketball shoes. I just threw some away, actually. I was going to say, I saw a lot while we were cleaning out your garage. Probably, uh, probably good value on those still. Uh, they, were, yeah, they were pretty rough shape. Yeah. yeah. Well, when the show takes off big time and they're big countries, old Jordans, you get a nice hefty price for those. You can get them from the landfill, wherever Xenia dumps their trash. Exactly. Pine cone, any uh, nice retro items for you could be on sale here in two years? Uh, I'll sell Take this that t-shirt, dude. There's a dude, hole in it. If it was not so hot in here, we could wear our matching hoodies to we the could. show next week. We could. Like, but it's, you guys get dude, those intentionally matched? Yes. Yeah. It's Kanye West holding library books, and it, it says, says Donde Esta La Biblioteca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually pretty dope. It's pretty sick. If the AC's fixed by next week, I'll let you guys know, and you can coordinate that for the next show. Yeah. Dude, they just gave you free rent for it. Ah, I'll take it. We'll take it. I really don't think they're fixing it anytime soon, brother. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Even if it was like November. Yeah. Um, I'm awaiting. Hopefully by the end of this month. When yeah. September starts going back down, getting cool. Yeah. It's been, even, even the past week. Like I was going to say, it's been it's cooler like at night. But at night. we're also on a heat advisory for tomorrow. That's correct. The next two days are going to be rough. Thankfully, yeah. I'm working and will not be here. Uh, you'll be here to sleep. Yeah, it's rough. I'll be on the couch for sure. Yeah. That's rough. So will I. And a week from tomorrow. That's yeah. a fact. And so will Shane. Thankfully, we plan it up perfectly where we have an yeah. off day the next day. Yes. Yes. To really go all out. Or I would have to mediate. <laughs> the fact. Uh, do you want to mention the NCAA things real quick here before we close up shop? Absolutely. I have all the expansions. But before we note that, we have Notre Dame going to Dublin. Kicking off the college football season against Navy. What a fun match. Dude, I wish I could be there. I can't imagine a better place, a better tailgate than in Dublin for Notre Dame. Yeah. I think at their like, national uh, uh, soccer team stadium, I believe. Probably, yeah. Absolute sellout as soon as they went on sale. Yeah, Great environment. Yeah, fun trip. Absolutely. Fighting Irish in the home of the Fighting Irish. Everybody's hammered on Jameson and... and uh, Proper 12. Uh, not, no, the beer. Yeah. Uh, Guinness. Yeah. Uh, so for the Big Ten in 2024, they will be adding Oregon, UCLA, USC, and Washington. As of now, could uh, that be more. Is, yeah, it could be more. Next year, they will remain at 14 teams. Uh, in 2023, the uh, Big 12, I think. Is that where all the Pac-12 teams are going to? Uh, pretty much, yeah. The Pac-12 is dead. Uh, next year, this upcoming season, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCLF will be joining the Big 12. To fill the gaps that Oklahoma and Texas left when they went to the SEC. Correct. And then the following year, they will also add Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. We're and getting then, to the point where it's going to be two conferences of 24 teams probably. Correct. It should honestly become – I saw a great thing on uh, – I probably read it the other day where it was like a relegation system. You had your top two conferences. The bottom four each year would drop down to the next two conferences, and the top four from that conference would move up. Because at this rate, again, the Pac-12 is dead. you got your Big Ten, SEC. The Big 12 is kind of a step below, clearly. Yeah. 
So take those two big conferences, have them play a full season with a full playoff. I think like six, uh, 16 teams would be solid. Play a full playoff like the NFL does. Speaking of the SEC, in 2024, they will be adding Oklahoma and Texas. And then the AAC is adding Charlotte, FAU, North Texas, Rice, UAB, and UTSA. A lot of powerhouses right there. And then Conference USA will be adding Jacksonville State, Liberty, New Mexico State, and Sam Houston. I wish I was in control of it like I was my NCAA 14 dynasty. Yeah. Where it's all based on just geographical location. That would be the best, right? 12 teams per conference, all locked in, division set, and you go from there. No more moving around. Unfortunately, I think the money has kind of and is ruining college football. And college sports in general doesn't affect others as much as football. But overall, man, it's I'm not a fan. Mm. Not a fan. Mm. You got a counterpoint? Pine cone? Questions? Comments? Concern? I just don't think it is. As far as... I think the conferences are just going to get more competitive. I mean, which is both good and bad. Because, again, when you have Georgia and Alabama both losing four games a year because they're playing the best of the best, and you only have a, you know, eight or 12-team playoff, are they still getting in, even though they're technically the best teams? Probably. That's why I think expand the playoffs which to is a coming. full 16-team. Eventually, it, it should be, especially with the way conferences are moving now. But it's also a testament to when Alabama goes 12-2. and two. Hey, If they do, yeah. I'm just, I don't know. I'm a traditionalist. I like the old conferences yeah, as they we were. Know. And they should be. Take it back to 1915. We get it. Let's go, baby. Give me Chicago, you, and the uh, Big Ten. <laughs> Do you guys watch any of the uh, Swamp Kings, the Florida documentary yet? Not no, yet. I have I'm not. wanting to. I watched, uh, I think I'm halfway through part four right now before Cam got here. Kind of a letdown. Really? Yeah. Uh, they don't talk. They talk about the football. Yeah, there's no. Which is to be expected because like, it's yeah. a football 30 for 30, but it doesn't talk about the off field. Here's like two minutes issues. when they reference, uh, this guy got arrested and charged, and that's it. So that they don't talk about at all, like... No yeah. Hernandez, no Pouncey Brothers. They reference, like, partying after they won the title, and they kind of got crazy, and Meyer had to bring him back in. And they really paint Urban as, like, a good guy. <laughs> maybe he was back then. I'm sure there's... I mean, of course, there's two sides to every story. He had his, or maybe he was the reason all those players are the way they are. <laughs> but it's heavy on Tebow, which is solid. We knew that'd be in yeah. there. And again, uh, I was really expecting him to go heavy on Hernandez. I was though, hoping dude. so, but no, there's there's no. But why would you do that when Hernandez has his own documentary? Because I think, well, yeah, you, you, to tell the story of the whole team and that yeah. whole culture, it's got to be factored in. I'm sure it will be eventually, nah. even if it's briefly touched on. Yeah, I'm happy to do part four. They only mentioned Tebow and Hernandez going to a nightclub one night, and uh, I think it's when Hernandez punched a guy because he's getting called racial slurs, and that was like the only mention. And then it's, the whole thing is like the next 10 minutes is Tebow saying, well, I wish I could have done more to get him out of there faster. And I wish I would have done more to, you know, have this not happen. Just Tebow being Tebow. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. The Tebow stuff is great overall. But I just wish there was more on the off the field. Uh, naturally. But again, there's, there's so many great I'm stories sure there will be a Pouncey Brothers thing by itself. We can help. Like there's a lot of guys that are probably going to get things by themselves like Aaron Hernandez did. 
That was uh, great, too, by the way. Exactly like that, given the circumstances. Well, but, you, you would hope not, yeah. Yeah, I mean, with that being by itself, you know the entire story. So why reiterate it when you have the rest of the team to talk about? It was tough to watch the footage from Florida versus the Buckeyes in the national title in 07 when they just trounced us. Yeah. That was, I had to fast forward a little bit. I bet you honestly. did. That's probably when they talked about the juicy stuff. No, I, I was watching the thumbnails. <laughs> there was nothing important in there. What do you say, uh, stick big here before we wrap up shop? Absolutely. I think uh, pine cones do. Pine cone. Just smile when they when we say it. Embrace it, dude. You're the motherfucking pine cone. Dude, I've got to... I gotta like let it sink in that this is my name now. There's only one pine cone. It's you. Reaching in and Shane the magic slash Pinecone has brought out the one and only Magic Toast. Oh. I know that rapper when I see it. It never fails. Even just the shape, I saw it from the back. I saw the shape and I saw the color scheme on the front. I'm like, oh that's a magic toast, baby. Alec uh, Bradley, Magic Toast, go get one if you haven't already. And if you have, get another one. I'll say Big Country. Is there anything else you could possibly say about the Magic Toast you haven't so. said before? I don't think so. Rojo. For the price especially, the perfect stick out there. El Rojo Grande. I don't oh, think I, I like, can. I like that. I like that the a lot. The Big Red. El Rojo. Rojo? El Rojo Grande. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Let's go. I start making girls call me that. I'm going to start using our nicknames in our episode promo. As we should. I like that. Should I go with the Vink or Big Country? What are we going to use more? Uh, I think the Vink's only for drinking episodes. Yeah. When the Vink really comes out. Okay. So definitely Big Country. All right. I'll change it With right that shirt now. on today especially, yeah, you're Big Country. Yeah. Fun fact, I bought this shirt after I graduated high school. Is that a fact? Yeah. Oh, long yeah. life. Like I told you, I told you, dude. I did not embrace it. For a while. With that, Shane, do you want to wrap up shop here? All right, everybody. Go ahead and follow us on all the socials. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, Reddit is all sports and stogies. Make sure to leave us some fan questions because next episode we will be getting shit-faced. And also drinking rule stipulations for both Cam and Pinecone. Curious to see what the rules are. Yeah. I know after about the hour mark, we usually go over what the rules are. Yeah, for sure. I'll definitely uh, I'll break it out at the right time. Okay. Um, make sure to hit up our boy at All Things Fitness, and shout out to Tip Top Smoke Emporium. Um, are there any other big hitters? B and G's Stogie Smoke, Smoke Stop, Cigaro Lounge Cigaro up in Hubbard. Lounge Casa Aficionado, the Ohio Cigar Mafia. In the Southeastern Guide Dogs organization. Just to touch on, yet again, the sheer impressiveness of the OCM. We, had a, we posted a raffle yesterday. We had a brother in some need of, uh, of being helped up. Posted a raffle, 100 spots. They were sold out in like half an hour. Yep. Of course, me and Cam didn't win. It happens. But hey, we're happy to Congratulations to, to Greg That's Varga. That's the main thing. Yeah, Greg Varga on a roll here. He is. Back to back. You got a bottle of Buffalo Trace and a five-pack of Industry Killers. Can't go wrong there. Either way, if you guys are interested in joining a great cause that supports a great cause, hit up the OCM. Talk to me and Cam. Uh, we'll get you in touch with the people necessary to join the club. But you got to be active. But you and again, be active. shout out to TB for letting us try the Black Steel Bourbon. Phenomenal. You will not be let down, my friend. And we hardly touched it. 
to be quite honest. Well, we followed the rules here. We know what we're doing. We did a sampler platter. Yeah, he told me, like, hey, maybe take it easy. I'm like, come on, dude. We did. We, we Don't got worry. It. We got Professionals it. here. Yeah, it's not my first rodeo here. Now with that, Shane, what do we always say? S&S. To, to the, the moon. moon.